And now something completely different. A quick hello from me. It's Jeff Woods, radio guy, a writer, Brent's friend and associate. Used to do the Legends of Classic Rock, which morphed into the Records and Rockstars radio series, which is heard on Rock 95 and Barry Sunday evenings at 9. Same time, Q107 Toronto on Sunday evenings. And I wrote a book called Radio Records and Rockstars, and it's time to do the audiobook now. And as you might imagine, 400 pages deep, rich with music, artist interviews too, takes a lot of time and production and money. So I've started a GoFundMe campaign. And you can find out more about it at jeffwoodsradio.com. Thanks. All about the Benjamins. Or, yeah, free chips. Uh, but you, you got to eat them on air. Okay. But you can't eat just one. <laughs> oh, welcome to another episode of True North Nerd. Yay! Hello. And this week with added nerd Snowhawk cosplay. Hello. So we're going. There is a lot of news to cover. So there's no really. There's no heavy, heavy theme, but we're going to talk about the news. Uh, we're going to talk about Thor Ragnarok. Hence why Ed is here because Ed. Uh, Cosplays of Thor a lot. And I threaten you guys. You that did? Too. I didn't get the threat. Oh. I, just, I got told from Ryan that you asked uh, oh, I, I, that, on. that was kinda, a threat? Like, <laughs> hey, I thought it was a pretty good threat. All I heard was, you guys are talking about Thor? I want to be on. Well, I'm pretty sure. I need to be on. There's a couple F-bombs it's in the middle. It's an implied threat. Well, that's just I think, the way you normally talk to me. So I think I better <laughs> be on. So uh, we'll, we'll do news first because uh, there's a couple really big stories. Um, one, I've got a whole sheet full. Yeah. One, let's, let's start with the shitty news first. Uh, if you have paid attention in the, the world at all, uh, sexual harassment and sexual assault is a big news item. And... Um, more and more people, both men and women, are having the courage to come forward, which is all cool and stuff. But at the same time, it it is filling the news up fast. And comics are no uh, are not, not a stranger not to, to this either. So um, the first thing we got was a DC editor. Well, he I'm not sure if his official thing is he's like an editor in chief or. What the deal is, uh, I know he works on the Superman books. Eddie Berganza um, was on the, the cover of the New York Post, I believe, along with Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, with the list of, like, what was it, like the top 40 or yeah, like 40? Um, it was a hit. Yeah. So here's the story for those who don't follow this sort of stuff. Um, this guy, the scumbag, for lack of a better word, <laughs> um, had been accused of... Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. The allegedly. Yeah, you better say allegedly. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm not affiliated with the podcast if you get sued. Yeah. Well, I'm just a special guest. So um, he... No uh, one's listening anyway. He had been alleged by a number of women over a couple years ago of sexual harassment and, uh, and assault. 
Um, and the big matter is, is not only did this guy basically walk away from it, he got a promotion while, while this was occurring. Now, that it's amazing what difference the news cycle can make in, in, in two years. And he has, uh, in this weekend, since uh, BuzzFeed did a feature article on him. Yep. And to, and to be completely honest, all the accusations that I have heard come up are the same ones I heard a couple of years ago. There, there hadn't been anything new, um, possibly because DC didn't let women work under him. Directly mm. under him, and for a good period of time, he was not allowed to go to conventions. Yeah. So you know, when the temptation's not there, maybe it's easy not to do that sort of stuff. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um. But uh, first, he was. Uh, first, it was Warner and DC was looking into the allegations, which was funny because a number of people went, "Why don't you look in your HR department?" Hey-o. And then followed that, he was suspended, and then he was fired. So. But he ain't the only one, as uh, right now, um, Andrew Kreisberg, who we know from as being a producer, executive producer on the Flash. the Arrowverse stuff, mainly Supergirl. Flash and Supergirl, he has also been accused. Uh, right now, there's 19 claims sitting oh, against wow. him. And um, it, it's a sticky situation on a whole. Uh, I, I tend to believe the female, female accusers. But at the same time, I'm also, you know, to a certain extent, you know, guys sort of innocent until proven guilty, but with 19 accusations against them. When there's come smoke? On, yeah, there's something there. And it sucks. It, like, it, it, like, on all sorts, it sucks that this guy did it. It sucks that this guy did, these guys didn't get caught for it. It sucks that it took so long to get caught for it. Um,. It sucks that it's on stuff that we enjoy, and I can guarantee you there are going to be more names popping up from comics and geeky shows and everything else that we all enjoy over the next month, two months, three months, Mm -hmm. and it's hard to sometimes justify art versus the person, like separate the two, but... In some ways, you got to do that. Uh, it's I I had to do that a couple of years ago. I'm a big fan of Cerebus the Aardvark. Uh, Dave Sim has said some really not too flattering things about women through <laughs> uh, certain articles, and he challenged Jeff Smith to a fight over his, uh, about uh, comments he made about Jeff Smith's wife. And <laughs> Jesus, you know, like, and it's like the, I don't like the dude's politics at all, but. Uh, the comics are still good, you know. It's and it's. I don't think in in those cases, like if you like a movie or TV show that these or comic that these guys are involved with, don't feel bad for liking it. Well, look at Baby Driver. Yeah, Baby Driver is still sitting on the shelf. It's still a great movie. It's just unfortunate Kevin Spacey is also apparently a douche. Well, and I was in a store the other day, and they had the. First five seasons of House of Cards sitting there. Yeah. For you know. well, you know these things all blow over too. Eventually, no one thought Mel Gibson would have a career, and here he is in the number two movie of the week. Yeah, that's a good point. So, unfortunately, people have very short memories, and uh, yeah, but Mel Gibson didn't assault anybody. Well, no, but well, he he, kind of did his wife. He's an anti-Semitic no. racist who beats his wife. <laughs> Remember when he told her to shut up and blow me? 
I don't remember that. Yeah, okay. I was listening to the Howard Stern show a lot oh. back then, and they played that clip a lot. He, he phoned her and left that as a voicemail. But I at the same time, like, it, it's weird with him. I have, like, the, the before the and after. I can watch anything before that point with Mel Gibson. Afterwards, it's a little cringeworthy in, in some cases. It's to each their own, though. I don't think anybody's wrong on that end. But, you know, it's... Don't don't go yelling at people for still buying a comic that this guy edited. That's not fair to the guys who wrote or drew it. You know, it's it's a shitty situation. But uh, that that was one of the big news stories and the and the bad one. So we can move on to the good stuff. Um, where are we going to go with first, Ryan? Are, are we going to go with the big big comic news, or are we going to go with the big big Star Wars news? Oh, jeez. Uh, Did you forget about the big Star Wars news? No, no, it's it's written. Uh, okay, it's right it's, there. Like I said, it's in the, it's all like how this this is my train of thought of how I saw news during the last week or so. Yep. But I was like, we'll go with the big the big big comic news. Uh one of the big creators has jumped ship. Con from Marvel. Now he's a DC exclusive. Brian Michael Bendis has signed with DC Comics. Yeah. Um, creator didn't see that one coming. Ultimate Spider-Man. Well, when you think about it, what is there left for him to do at Marvel? He's Nothing. written every character <laughs> at Marvel, and I think his influence at Marvel has waned over the last year, couple of years. So why not work his magic on what DC's got to offer at this point? Gives him a new playground, exactly. And from the sounds of it, he's going to be part of their like creative force behind the TVs and, and shows and the movies and Part stuff. Part of their think tank. Like he was at Marvel till the whole switching over of where does who reports to what. Yeah. And once Feige just reported to Disney, that whole think tank got disbanded. Yeah. Because he was responsible. He wrote the, uh, I guess, the first bonus scene. Like the Sam Jackson, oh, you're Iron Man, eh? Let me tell you about the Avengers. Avengers Initiative. And yeah. That scene, he wrote it. And he he's been on the think tank for like the Spider Man movies and stuff like that. You usually see him get a credit in those. Um, I think it's a smart move on everybody's part, really. It means Marvel oh, yeah. can't rely on Bendis to to do anything anymore. Because like, do you remember the heyday of Bendis where he was writing like five, well, six books? The Avengers wouldn't be the pop culture force they are right now if he hadn't taken over that book. And, yeah, and re invigorated no i uh, completely agree right so did he do all new avengers oh no he he yeah, wrote spider-man as an avenger he jumped on with avengers disassembled oh did he okay yeah I have so that book. he he disassembled the avengers and then created the new avengers okay right well then how many other big creators have left like brubaker has left marvel and to me he was pretty influential especially oh, yeah. with captain america yeah uh you wouldn't have legions of Bucky Barnes fans right now if it wasn't for Ed Brubaker. Right. Brubaker's a little different case though because he, him and Hickman they left for Image which they and Fraction. Yeah, they love to do their own stuff. They love to do their own stuff that they own. You can kind of understand that um, although I, I understand the DC deal especially if uh, Ryan brought up last episode a rumor that Jeff Johns is being pulled out of the comic book side of DC and he's going to be, at least for a period, strictly working on the, the movie stuff. And if that's true, that leaves a pretty big creative hole in DC's yeah. department, I, which one where Bendis is a really good fit. I wonder if Bendis' creator-owned stuff, which has been published by 
Icon, right? Isn't it Icon? It's been yeah. published by everything. Oh, well, <laughs> but yeah, it... last a lot of it was at Icon. But that was in Marvel imprint, like it was technically, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Icon was weird because it was supposed to be their creator-owned imprint. Right. It was supposed to be like Image. Uh, so can you see, like, what's his what's his book? Uh, he did Powers, right? Yeah, Powers. There was another and book with a, uh, Oming. That I want to say Fatal. Is that Ben? No, no that's, that's Brubaker. Brubaker. Um, but there was a book in that genre, right? A sort of dark. There was one with noir. him and Bagley. Mark Bagley yeah. uh, did one too. I um, wonder if those will end up maybe as Vertigo books or something. It depends on what the deals were. Um, I have a feeling he probably owns them because they should. It seemed like everybody who had a book there ended up moving it around somewhere else. Mark Millar, he had some stuff there for a little while and then moved it. And then uh, Kevin Smith had a bunch of stuff that was supposed to be icon books. Never got published yeah. as yeah. much of Kevin Smith's Marvel run on a whole. <laughs> now, going back to Ed's point about Brubaker, I wonder, you know, is this a continue? You know, it's a continuing trend with trend with Marvel that these big name writers that have been there for years that they've been depending on that they're leaving, they're going to do their own stuff mm-hmm. and they're going to DC. Is this going to be an ongoing trend? Like, is this something that Marvel needs to be worried about? Because I don't think so. You'll always have guys coming in and out. Same with DC. DC. And, if you watch DC, DC's lost a whack of guys in the yeah. last couple of years too. They lost. They lost Jason Aaron for the most part, right? Yep. To, to his Marvel and Image work. Well, you can only do so much. Oh like, yeah, you can only yeah. do so much with a certain character. Uh, I think him going over to DC. Yeah, it gives him more characters to play with. And how long is the deal? Three years? I don't know if they've said. Usually those deals run three to five, so it wouldn't so, surprise me. There's no saying he will never come back to Marvel oh, yeah. again. Oh, no. So, and it gives them a chance to get some new blood, right? Yep. Give new people a try. Like you were saying, get a fresh take on some of the characters. Yep. So uh, going around the table, I know Jen's not incredibly familiar with his work. but. Nope. Uh, <laughs> But uh, you mean he didn't do a run on Squirrel Girl? No, th- um, we he about? did. However, <laughs> Bendis did make Squirrel Girl, Luke Cage, and Jessica Jones a nanny. Hang on, let me Google him while you go around okay. the table. And so, Scarlet was the book that I is, was is the question. Yeah. What book? What's, uh, it was an Alex Mail of. Uh, I don't know. He hasn't asked the question. What's yet. the question? So the question is: uh, We'll play, put our fanboy hats on here. Bendis is over at DC. What book do you put Bendis on? Not we have some suspicions oh, of what geez, he I might be going that. on, but what would you like to see him write? So I'll start with Kevin. Um, I want to see him reinvigorate the Legion of Superheroes. I was not. Gonna, I was wondering if you were going to say because I was just uh, as we started talking here, I was thinking that would be a good book for him. <laughs> yeah, not a surprise, but a very good fit. It's I, it's twenty five it. characters. It's about teen romance. It's about it's about how all of these. Kids interrelate. It's I think science fiction. It's science it's fiction. And I mean, and he, uh, I can back this up with his stuff at Marvel. He's done Guardians of the Galaxy. He did New X Men, uh, or all New X Men. So those are the kind of books that I look at over there at Marvel that say, yeah, he could take the Legion, which is a property that I think is so underused. Well, at- are they even using it right now? No. Has it been part introduced into New Fifty Two? I think yes. the characters have been. There were two Legion books when the New Fifty Two launched. Uh, uh, and both of them have been canceled. Oh, because there was Legion there was Lost. Legion of Superheroes and Legion Lost. Yes. And uh, I think there was a brief attempt 
after the rebirth too, but I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I think Lightning Girl's kicking around or Saturn Girl. One of them sort of yeah, kicking wasn't around. Wasn't Saturn Girl brought back into uh, current time? Yeah, yeah something. I think so. Uh, but, these, but a real good fit. Yeah, I, uh, think, I can't argue with your, your thought yeah. on it. Or Titans. Legion or Yeah, Titan. Titans would be good too. Ryan? Well, yeah, so that's one of my, my thoughts, which is going to be like, yeah, Teen Titans. Especially like the Johns type of team, like that with, you know, like Robin, uh, either Red Robin or Robin now, you know, which it, with Superboy. They, they, either one, but really. Oh, it'd be, I like I'd the would, idea of Bendis writing Damien. I really like I that. I think well, that's, that's the other one. Where I was, uh, they have and that Dick Super that Sons matter. book, right? Where it's uh, Jonathan. Jonathan Canton, Damian Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. I could see him doing well on that. I'd rather see, like, yeah, like a Teen Titans team with the. Connor, Connor. Like the clone Superboy. That was, but uh, I think he'd do good on, on Teen Titans. Ed Superman, Superman. Yep, I I agree with that one too. The super, I just assumed oh, yeah. that was a given. Yeah, Super Superman should be Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman should be the three pivotal books for DC, and like Scott Snyder and Capullo were doing really good, and it's like nope, they just you need to put someone really big. And yeah, Grant Morrison was on Sp- Superman. I've heard really good things about the current uh, Dan Jurgens run on Superman. So I don't. Apparently, it's selling well too. I haven't I haven't read since Hivemind and all that. Yeah, yeah, same stupid crap. But I I could see you. It's a combination of he's it, Superman's good character stuff. At, it's a family book. Right it's now a family too. book, and it's a character with a power set and a character background that he hasn't dealt with before, really. Right, so it's still something new with a little bit of old. Jen had an idea. I I don't know. Now I'm oh, super geez. torn between two. Okay. Um, I think that he should do Matter Eater Lad. Well, that's part. Of, that's part of the <laughs> Legion of Legion. Superheroes. So. Or Bouncing Boy. Again, another awesome. Legion. Or Arm Fall Off Boy. Uh, again, the Legion. <laughs> So apparently the Legion. So you want to make the Misfit Legion though, like it's all and the then that's the, the B team. <laughs> How about infectious last? You can the, the, give the anyone substitutes. any disease. Didn't oh frog? Oh, he's Marvel. Uh, <laughs> crazy quilt. <laughs> that's a Batman villain. Yeah, I think Batman's too on the nose. And like what Ed said, From Snyder's already there and doing great work. Ambush so. bug. <laughs> if I was going to give him a solo hero, I would give him Flash. Yeah. Flash could use it too. Yeah. yeah, I think we're gonna see him with the Zatanna book. Yeah, that seems to be hinted Zatanna? at. Yeah. Um, for me, actually, I go a little. I'm gonna go a little uh, outside the box. Oh. Um, not too too much, but sticking in the realm of magic, that new Doctor Fate that's been running around mm. DC, the the one in the hoodie and the is helmet. it still the? Is he still? I'm Dr. not Fate? sure, but like, I like the idea of like. A young Doctor Fate and Bendis writing that because in the Ultimate Universe, those few times that we got to see him write Doctor Strange, who in the Ultimate Universe is the son of the the basically the son of the Doctor Strange that we know. Oh, like really? The same kind of character. He's a younger kid. He's oh, like okay. in his twenties in the Ultimate Universe. Oh. He shows up like twice. But I I like that, and basically he was like abandoned by his dad kind of thing, and I think Bendis could use that kind of idea as a jumping off point, do something cool with the character, and I just love Fate's helmet. And he teams up with Matter Eating Lad. Yes, dear. 
<laughs> Fate and matter. Didn't I text oh. you a question about? See, there you go. Or, or the first storyline is called a matter of fate. Oh, geez. oh, look, we even got a title. Uh, Didn't I text you a question about matter? You did. Uh, Bendis's first coup is signing me to come up with titles. I um, yeah. it was a very important His idea, question. Man. I swear. As we sit here, the, the more titles come to mind. I also see because he created Jessica Jones, put him on a Birds of Prey book. Birds of Prey, or Bring Back Manhunter, or, or um, the, the oh, Manhunter, yeah. or or Black Canary, or Human Target, or Mad Reader Lad. Human Target would be a good one for him. I li- I like that idea. Good job, Ryan. Uh, Jonah so, Hex be a little different, <laughs> but like, and that's the <gasps> thing. There's Wait, so many nope. characters he hasn't touched. Booster Gold. That was another one that was in the back of my head. Because he, he can go in. Nobody's doing Gold. anything with Booster Gold right now. Bat Cow. There you go, Bat Cow. You know what? Character. You know what? I think everybody's going to. I just googled the shit ridiculous about, DC though, characters. Is doing a Daredevil Batman crossover because he mentioned it. He was mm. supposed to write it years ago, and it mm. got kiboshed. And now everybody's got. Well, now you're at DC. Try and get this. In. Like that's not his call. No. <laughs> Still awesome. I think I, I'll I'll be very curious to see what he ends up on. I think the easy money is on uh, Zatanna, but uh, why why Zatanna? Wet. Like because he's said in a couple interviews before, way before this, that if you oh, could if get his hands on a character, that would be the one that really. He'd want. Oh, I hadn't known that. <laughs> I just googled Bat Cow. The first thing that comes out is Bat Cow, fictional character. Yep. No kidding. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, he's so cow. cute. So uh, next on the the news next list. Next on the list. Okay, well we will go. We'll stay with DC stuff. We'll go to DC movie news. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So there's reports. Well, we talked last time about the new Shazam movie. Yes, because we had a kid. Or no, we had uh, no. Exactly. Um, I didn't have I any kids. It. <laughs> we had Zachary Levi was was cast as Shazam. Yep. And now so we have the kid now, cast. Yep. Well, that was that was oh, that was I hadn't that. Heard that. Oh Who's yeah, the no, kid. I don't know. Uh, I saw that in an article. Crap. I had to write about him the other day. Um, shit. Well, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay, what are you talking about? I'm talking about... Now reports are that we'll be seeing The Rock as Black Adam in Suicide Squad 2. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> How about even more exciting news for DC? Danny Elfman, it was released on YouTube. So Danny Elfman is doing the score for Justice League. And not only is 89 Batman theme going to be in it, he is also using parts of John Williams' Superman march. I saw that too. So I think that's going to be huge for Justice League. Oh, yeah. Because that's what the movies have been missing. Elfman's Batman theme is iconic, just as iconic as uh, John Williams' Superman. So the fact that both of those are going to be featured... Can he squeeze Linda Carter's Wonder Woman theme in there too? That'd be great. Didn't they squeeze that into the movie though? No, she got she had in that the, sort of metal guitar. Yeah, thing. but I thought they squeezed it in the credits. <laughs> I, or something. Uh, I didn't hear it. Oh, I've I've I not. have the soundtrack for Wonder Woman. I've listened to it a bunch of times. And the uh, the kid's name is Asher Angel. He's oh, on. That's a nice he's on a uh, Disney show called Andy Mac. Okay. Which made uh, a little bit of headlines because it, it's a teen kid show. It's the first one with a gay character. With a gay character comes out and there's a little bit of like a love triangle at yeah. first because they both the female lead and this gay character figure out they like the same guy <laughs> who is played by this kid. Oh, okay. 
So how but, old is uh, the kid? Uh, he's 15, but he's only five foot three. Oh. <laughs> so he, he's short. Because no, he, he should be played by a 10-year-old. He l- kind of looks like a 10-year-old, though. <laughs> well, and Zach Levi is like 6'4". Yeah. So. so that's a good like contrast in height yeah. there. I had, to, I had to write about him for work the other day. I'm like, what's his name? What's his name? Yeah, so Black Adam and Suicide Squad has possibly a weapon of mass destruction that they have to go after. Is it really going to be called Suicide Squad? <laughs> I hope not. Because <laughs> that's awful. Or we could try to make yeah, it. Yeah, I already said If we keep referring to it as that, then maybe it'll catch on. Uh, yeah. Now even squattier. <laughs> Twice as much squad. <laughs> uh, so, well, okay, moving on. Movie. I'm going to save the big news for last because we're going to talk okay. about, about that anyway. So um, so Wall Street Journal is reporting uh, via undisclosed sources that uh, Hasbro has been in talks with Mattel to merge and or buy out Mattel completely. This is not the first time those talks no. have come up either. No, apparently um, it isn't. I, I, bless bless you. you. I've heard some. I heard somewhere that Mattel is... Financially solvent, but they're kind of hemorrhaging money a little bit, well, and hence why they they the buyout is appealing. I guess Mattel stocks went up with the reports of the rumors, and then, uh, but I guess I didn't realize this. Uh, so Hasbro is worth eleven billion dollars. Yep, and Mattel is worth five billion dollars. Yep, that's a lot of billion dollars. That's a lot of billion. People buy a lot of toys. All those billions and no G.I. Joe toys. Exactly. Year. Just think of how many billi- more billions. They, they could, could shave make. off a couple billion and just but they come could out. make that many more billion. All they'd have to do is come out with a Hero Series. Six inch. Six inch. Call it the Legacy Series. Call it the Hero Series. Call it the Real American Series. Whatever. As a side note to that, have you seen the articulated icons uh, Fudel series? They're ninjas and samurais. They're really cool figures. They're like an indie company that is sponsored by uh, that toy site, The Foosh. Mm-hmm. And they have one there that is a white ninja. That it, it's six inch. Has, like it's a black series. It's white Storm ninja. Shadow without being Storm Every, Shadow. I've seen multiple reviews now of it. Uh, the first one was for Toy Galaxy, where he refers to it as not Storm Shadow, <laughs> and, yeah. and like and it's a proof of concept right there. Is that that can so be that line? Well, but. we've Ryan and I have talked about this many times. All for what they can do with GI Joe if they came out with a black series, if you want to use the Star just, Wars term. Yeah, just as a general yeah, name Yeah, if they it. came out with that, I think it would be huge and it would, it would bring back the G.I. Joe line. I'd buy it. I'd buy most of them. Like, oh, I yeah. need another toy I've line been, to collect. I, I've, well, people know me, know I'm a huge G.I. Joe fan. I kinda, just a little. Kind of wear it on my sleeve, literally. But, uh, yeah, if they came out with the six-inch stuff, like, I'd be, I'd be whole hog right back into G.I. Joe again. So are these talks rumors, Ryan, or are they uh, actually? Well, is there the any Wall Street report. The Wall Street Journal is reporting via undisclosed sources. So rumors. Yeah, there's there have probably been talks. It's probably it's but probably whether how far they ever got. It, exactly, it's probably just like the next story where talks have happened often on oh, and off again. I know where this one's going. Um, so the mouse is looking to buy everything. And there were, so the reports were that Disney was looking to buy 20th Century Fox. 
So that would mean that uh, Fantastic Four, four well, and yeah, they'd at least well, yeah Marvel they'd get their home. Marvel stuff back in the fold. Uh, the real would then would would they own the Simpsons then or part you know maybe not own the characters but then like the rights to the Simpsons? Well, so see, would you see Mickey never... Mouse and Bart Simpson in the same place? Uh, poor I... Universal Studios isn't going to have any properties anymore. See the thing about that is that it's never been clarified in these rumors what exactly Fox is selling off. It's been it, it's the 20th Century Fox, which would be their film and television division. I've heard just their film division. I've heard just their television division. Yeah, I, I, I've I've, I did. I've read all that too, where it was like you know parts of things and so it's almost they get, like they get the Marvel characters in Die Hard Six. <laughs> or no, <laughs> they they sell them Die Hard Six, but they get they keep the Marvel stuff because they know they're making money with that. You know what so. is the other big ticket item that nobody has brought up in these news stories? For uh, just don't pay attention to the cat. She's oh, I just fine. heard the noise. We well, just yeah. want to make sure she's not destroying anything. So she's climbing, oh, she's the, climbing fireplace. the fireplace. Okay. Yeah. So the big ticket item that Disney, I'm sure, is like I'm sure they want the Marvel stuff. Don't get me wrong, and the other stuff, especially if they're launching a streaming service in the next little while. Think of how much content that like that. That almost justifies the buyout right there, yeah. right? Of how many billions it would cost. I don't know what's in the D- Disney streaming service, but I want it so badly. Yes. Well, if they get well, Fox, maybe they'll get Cop Rock. Oh, nice. Oh, What's Cop Rock? <laughs> Google that one. I don't know if I want to. Yeah, Judging terrible. by that smile, I think I'm scared. <laughs> so <laughs> I just showed my age. That, what is, what is, is a property? 70s property? 90s. Was it there in the 90s? I thought it was older than that. All right, now I'm Googling so, it. So what is a property that Disney owns most of, but there's a little piece of it they still don't Star own? Star would be correct. That what is part why of Star Wars don't they own? They don't own the they distribution were... rights to the original three films. So they they can't. Well, or is or, it no the original the, uh, copies? It's no. Well, it's oh, the first six. one, New Hope, and it's Empire. Jedi Jedi, I think expires shortly, and I think Empire might too. But a New Hope is in perpetuity. Mm. Fox can distribute a new hope until the cows go home. So um, that's why we haven't really gotten much in the way of new DVD sets. Fox is willing to deal with them. They but they have to pay them for it every time it does it. That them owning it stops that. They no longer have oh, no, to have sure. an issue with that. So. Well, and Disney hasn't really come out with any Star Wars box sets no. since the the since Blu-ray they releases. Well, that we're pretty much in. That those weren't that, Disney. That was Fox. Yeah. Oh, did Fox put out all six yeah. of those? Yep. Oh, okay. If Disney did buy Fox, would they put the Fox logo back at the beginning before this Lucasfilm and the fanfare? the Fox fanfare? The dun 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 dun. Because yeah. I have to admit that's one of those weird things I I miss in front of the Star Wars. The Star Wars movie is a company jingle, for lack of a better term. Well, because it leads right in. Robot one. <laughs> Bad robot. <laughs> well, the Fox fanfare just kind of leads into the Star yeah. Wars theme. Yeah, it's actually in the soundtrack. Like they they added the fanfare at the beginning of the first track of the um, New Hope soundtrack. Is it there? Yeah. It, yeah. Well, in the original press. In the original, yeah, because they were like it's so much a part of that beginning that yeah. they just automatically added it in. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Probably most people didn't know the Fox even had the fanfare. Because no. if you watch older movies, 
like from the sixties of twentieth century Fox, well, they really the didn't have the fanfare. Every year there's that rumor that oh Disney's gonna release the original, original versions of the Star Wars movies. It's like, no, they're not. <laughs> they're not gonna pay the money for it. Right. At least they they'll wait at the very least until Empire and Jedi are up, and then they only have to pay for the one movie. Dude. Yeah. So Fox still owns Empire and Jedi? The distribution of it. They oh. don't it's it's a weird Sorry, I, I was only half listening thing. because Ed told me to look up Cop Rock. <laughs> and it only lasted three months. Yeah. <laughs> but it was memorable. <laughs> it got 4.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Oh. Did you read what it was about, though? Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> it's a police procedural show, like a Hill Street Blues. It's but, by the creator of Hill Street Blues. But it's a musical. It's a musical. It's a musical. Oh, dear God. It's, it's like Brooklyn Nine-Nine meets Glee. No, it, no it's, because it it's wasn't NYPD supposed to be a comedy. Blue. It's NYPD Blue meets Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> Either way, none of this is good. Because there's there's videos. Uh huh. You could probably watch. So it the, this story, this rumor, um, uh, came out. But by the time it had come out, it, it has always already been pointed out. Do you have to listen to that now? I'm sorry, it automatically started playing. I hit pause. <laughs> The um, yeah, you're gonna get us flagged for having copyrighted material playing on our. Oh, it's on YouTube. <laughs> now you interrupt me. <laughs> this came yeah, on so the heels the, of it, the it, the rumor came out, and then it also came out that oh, by the way, this happened like months ago. Yeah, and it's not uh, happening. Not right, right now. now, and it yeah, wasn't right. the first time. Either. And I don't yeah. think. I got the impression that it wasn't so much Disney going, hey, I want to buy you, as Fox coming to them and saying, hey, you want to buy us? Yeah, because yeah, the, 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 the other part of the story is Fox wants to get rid of its entertainment division, whatever that includes. They want to focus on real news. Yeah, apparently, I guess. <laughs> well, I thought they were getting rid of their entertainment division. Well, I mean, their news media is basically sanctioned as the only reliable news by the president of the United States. So, what else does Fox <laughs> has? The X Files, which would end up at Disney. Uh, I would assume so. Yeah, and there's lots of properties there that <gasps> married with children. Were Buffy? Yeah. Was Buffy a Fox program? No, um, no, no, that was WB. Yeah, but the if I was I on the WB, that doesn't mean it necessarily was. Uh, yeah, um, I think it was because it went from like WB to CW, or it went from one other thing. Then now, it was never on Fox though. If would they be able to get the their media distribution rights as well? Because the last uh, two James Bond movies were released on Fox Video. Yeah, to like. Depends how those deals were designed, too, right? It's that's a that's got to be one of those things for lawyers and well, more the people who work under the lawyers who have to research all yeah. that crap. The underlings, because you know you you find a contract that isn't what you thought it was, and the 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 Watchmen movie fiasco from a couple of years back is a prime example of that. Is Fox had signed off on letting the rights go, all except for one little thing. And Warner Brothers didn't know about that one little thing. And Fox nearly put a halt to that movie coming out weeks before the movie was out in theaters. So What was the one little thing? Um, it was something to do with like home video rights. Like It was just one little thing. And basically a deal wasn't signed for it and Fox was going to... Put a halt to Watchmen coming out, a movie that was millions were spent on, fully finished at this point. Rumor and has marketed. 
rumor has it that it ended up being the big trade-off for the Batman 69 rights. Because hmm. there, there is so many issues with that at the time, too. That suddenly got cleared up after well, the and summer. Then, after and then Fox, Fox gets the TV show Gotham. Yep. 66 comes out on home video for everyone. Yeah. Next news item, Ryan. Uh, next one would be uh, continuing with Disney. Uh, how do I want to phrase this one? <laughs> well, because there's a couple different things that went on. There's they talk. There was more talk about their streaming service. Yep, which oh, yes. is supposedly going to be less than Netflix. Less than, okay. around, the, around the five dollar a month, possibly the U.S. So still, so then like seven dollars. Yeah, not a bad I'd price pay, for what it for what's going to be on it. Well, maybe part of the reason why it's that low price is Disney saying is due to the lack of content they would have upon launch. Oh yes. So uh, like Netflix, it'll start not very expensive, and then the price will go up. Exactly, get but you I mean, hooked. It's not like Netflix is really expensive. There's paper no. towels on the at the end of the counter. Yeah, because I'm spilling beer all over the, oh, the control beers. panel. If you spill it on the floor, the cat might drink it. Even better. Oh, that's it's, just what I need is a drunk petrol running around the house. <laughs> okay, so yes, the Disney streaming service. Yes, but the big announcement was more Star Wars. Whee! Yeah. Uh, apparently, the, the, the people at uh, Lucasfilm and Disney love Ryan Johnson so much, uh, they've given him a new trilogy to work with. Yep, and that's all we know. That's all we that's know. All it's we a know. new trilogy. That's, that's not a Disney streaming service thing. That's just a, no. that's a movie thing. No, but the Disney streaming service thing is a live action TV show. Yes, I did hear that. They've been talking about that for a long time. Though. Well, there. What's the stat? There was something like a hundred and fifty-two scripts written for the George <laughs> Lucas one. Something Underworld, ridiculous. Wasn't that, was, that one was supposed to be called. Yeah, yeah. Which like doesn't that. make sense to me because who writes? There's none of these TV shows write that many scripts in advance before they've even done a pilot. They just trolled the internet for fan fiction. Yeah, nerds. Nerds wrote it without yeah. even solicitation. Exactly. <laughs> I have 300 episodes written up of Jabba's Palace. Actually, I'll take it. I'm trying to remember who it is. It's somebody who is now a fairly famous TV screenwriter, worked on a ton of them. Maybe not 152, uh, but he worked on like at least oh, a season a of those or two. Scripts. Worth of, oh. Yeah, of, of those scripts. Like there, there's at least a season, if not more, written. Yeah, of that it show. just seems weird. Doesn't eh, it? Well, Lucas worked like that sometimes. Yeah. Wasn't the initial concern with the the well the first time I heard about the TV show? Wasn't it because they were worried it was going to be too expensive with special oh, effects? Oh, that's exactly why. Yeah. It and I guess happen. now they've kind of shown that a Star Wars movie can fly and be popular without Jedi, which takes out a lot of special effects because they did Rogue One. Plus, uh, look at how good the effects are. And on effects Star have gotten Trek. a lot better and yeah. cheaper. Well, I was going to say between you know shows like the new Star Trek, The Expanse, just all these new sci-fi shows that are doing stuff with special effects and mm-hmm. practical effects. I'm curious if certain things that have been buried now become unburied. Like that Star Wars show by the guys from Robot Chicken yep. where there's at least like something like 12 to 24 episodes fully completed of like that. That was like a stop motion. Was it like a robot 
chicken uh, style? A, no, or? it's a CG animated CG? style. Okay. If you search the internet, there's clips from it out Oh, really? There. Yeah, because they were up on the, the Star Wars website. Oh, okay. <laughs> or the TV show's just going to be all about porgs. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Star Wars Cop Rock. It could Star be Wars more Cop Ewok Rock. movies. With Chewie and the porgs. Oh, do you yeah. think the Ewoks... <laughs> are, ooh, okay, so they have to buy out Fox... In order to get the rights to those Ewoks movies, and those go on the streaming service. Oh, there you go. Those droids and droids and Ewoks, the animated shows. Yep. When we were in BMV yesterday, the Star I, Wars holiday special. One of the oh, omnibuses no. that BMV had for sale, and I completely forgotten this came out, was the Droids Ewoks collection. Oh, Hard really? cover of all the from the star imprint from of the Marvel. Star imprint oh, that wow. Marvel had of the the droids and Ewoks comics. Well, we saw the one that who with... is paying one hundred eighty dollars for or one hundred sixty dollars for that? No, thank you. <laughs> we did see the planetary, the, maybe, in, but not the that. Infinity Stories one. That one was good. Is it really that yeah. bad? I I kind I remember the the cartoon. I liked the Ewoks. Oh no, cartoon. I'm sure they were. We fun. are the e- 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 Ewoks. And written by Paul Dini. The, the theme song was written yeah. by Paul Dini. I was at a I was at a panel where somebody asked him about it, and, he's, and they're like, "Do you remember all the lyrics?" And I believe his exact response was, "Fuck no." <laughs> Dini, Dini wrote the lyrics to the theme song. Yeah, he worked on he worked on both droids and you. I knew he worked on the show. I didn't know. And I didn't know he wrote. I th- I'm pretty sure he did. Somebody will fact check me on it. So I'll be wrong. At but. first, I thought, "How are Star Wars fans gonna?" React knowing how the Star Trek fans reacted when Star Trek Discovery went exclusive on a streaming service. But the difference is there's never been a live action Star Wars TV series. Yep. So the Star Trek fans have 700 episodes that they got through normal channels. And so now when it goes to a new channel, they're mad. Whereas the Star Wars fans will take, will look at it more like an, like a Marvel Netflix kind of thing. Ooh, yeah. I think Star they'll Wars. just be so happy that there is a Star Wars live action TV, TV show that they're not going to care. I think you're right. I don't think they'll be as vocal as the Star Trek fans have been because yeah. it's still hilarious to read the Star Trek fans yeah. uh, flame wars on the official Star Trek Facebook page. Okay. <laughs> so next time? I think that was that pretty was it. much it for well, me other, for what I've got. Yeah, okay. Well, we didn't talk about other things really that were going about to the Disney streaming service. Well, I don't have any of that written so down. So there's also going to be another Marvel show. Unnamed at this point. And a, a Monsters, Inc. Pixar show. Cool. So uh, I, think, I think Disney's saying, okay, we've got to get all of our big acquisitions and we've got to put something representing each of them on this streaming service. So uh, If I were a betting man, the Disney streaming show of Marvel might be a letdown for some, but I'm going to be, I, if it is what I think it is, going to be awesome. Damage control. Because they've been sitting on that yeah. for like two years now, saying yeah. that there's going to be a damage control. Well, they pretty much and, they pretty much introduce it in Homecoming. Yeah, and it's been introduced. It's you do it slightly lighthearted, obviously, much like the comics was a little bit wacky, and maybe and with Disney, you can gear it a little bit younger. But plus, I mean, Disney's got so much content already, right? You're going to put all your Disney Channel stuff on there once it all frees up. That it, because the the thing is, is distribution deals and streaming right. deals. They're they're tied up in different but they, spots. They've got they've got an eighty five year history of uh, of product, right? So I'm sure you're going to see classic Disney short cartoons on there. Yep. Things that things that don't really have a home right now. Oh, that'd be awesome! I, I would love to All be able Disney to watch. I was just going to say that would be a perfect. 
They better put Phineas and All the Apple Dumpling Gang movies. <laughs> well, even just all the... We can their, have a marathon. All the old shorts. Like, it was different back when we were kids. And, yeah. And on CBC, every Sunday afternoon was... The Disney, like, yeah, that's Wonder where you World. got, like, super goofy back in the 80s, where it was all the 60s goofy shorts. Yeah, Wonderful World of Disney. We used to yeah. watch that every night. You know what? Week. I would love to see even those with the, the original Disney, Walt Disney intros and stuff yeah, like that. The old too. Disneyland TV shows. Yeah. I love the behind the scenes, or not even behind the scenes, the stuff they film in the theme parks. Yeah. Uh, there's tons of those kinds of things that they can put on there, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it's not... Unlike the CBS streaming service where it's just 20 years of CSIs and Big Bang <laughs> Theories, um, the, the Disney, Disney's got, Disney has this catalog. That they yeah. yeah. And eventually, and it's one of those catalogs that eventually when everything comes home too. Like, You're going to see the increases. Justin Timberlake Mickey Mouse Club on there. And yeah. Then, or even, even stuff like the old uh, Fess Parker, Daniel Boone stuff. Yeah. And well, and then just thinking of Zorro. All yeah. the new stuff going forward, instead of selling the rights to someone else, we could, could get the show Muppet up Show back. Ooh. I wouldn't be surprised. Fraggle Rock. Do they own the Fraggles? No. 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 Henson still owns the Fraggles. Yeah, that's the one property they held on to for whatever reason. PBS has, or Children's Television Workshops has uh, Sesame Street. Yeah. Henson has... Which is now on HBO. HBO is... Yeah, Sesame well, Street's on uh, and HBO. PBS. It's on both. It's not just... First a, run on HBO. Yeah. But HBO is where Fraggle Rock started, too, in the yeah. States. Oh. Yeah, so um, but I'll, I'll be honest. We'll probably sign up for it. At least for the free if, trial. If it's available It comes up here. Yeah, yeah. yeah I hope it does. That. And all these, all these shows that are exclusive to streaming services in the States, we're getting... On cable channels up here, when we were in the city on yesterday, there was a taxi with a Runaways ad on top of it, and it says "coming soon to showcase." And yep. what's it on in the states? Is Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. yeah. November twenty second, something like that. Yeah. yeah, I saw a trailer for it last yes. night. Yes, two hour premiere too. I think. So, unfortunately, we won't get Molly punching John Bernthal in the stomach, having him throw, nearly throw up on his shoes. Best scene in Runaways, the comic book ever. We don't know what, that. What, what did you think his power was? Punishing power? I didn't know. We don't know that. It uh, could happen. Well, maybe she can just punch Tom Jane or something like they're that. They're all... Oh, that could work. Yeah, and you don't put the skull shirt on him. No. Everybody knows who it is. And no, just have Tom Jane walk there, out and yeah. punch him in the nuts. Like, these are all Marvel <laughs> television properties, though. Like, wouldn't they all fall into the same umbrella? Yeah. Isn't it possible yeah, for Daredevil to show up on Runaways? It's no, unlikely. Because, uh, unlikely because there is a streaming caveat in a lot of those shows. Oh, because they're um, on different streaming services. Yeah, because there's. Uh, it's just like if, why the Agents of Shield don't show up on Netflix. And there's um, there's one or that anywhere just else. came <laughs> up. Uh, shit! What's they're going to be in space this season. What's the show that's looking for a home, Ryan? Is it Cloak and Dagger? No, no. it's uh, shit. I just I was trying to think of this earlier. New Warriors. Yes. yes. That's the one because Amazon was apparently interested in picking it up, but Amazon is Has, a streaming service, and they have released it back the back. No, it wasn't Amazon. It was another Disney one. I thought no, wasn't but it? It was Amazon. Spark. Amazon was originally it, or was interested in it when it got dropped from Spark. Okay, because it's, like, it's floating it, around and, right now, and Disney was like, "Oh, okay, that sounds good," and then they noticed like the 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 caveat in the contract is. It can't go to another streaming service other than Netflix or a Disney one. 
That's why it's got to stay within the Disney, Disney channel, channel or something okay. like that. Because I did see, I That's saw why that it's it was got released, that weird, and it's you know yeah. first shot between the Disney channels or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I think uh, it, I think it, it was, was that. supposed to be on Freeform, which was ABC Spark. Spark. Yeah, uh, and it tested through the roof. This is according to Wikipedia. Uh, Freeform doesn't have room couldn't in its find schedule. Space. Yeah, so it gave the project back to Marvel, and they're looking for a new home for it in another Disney-owned company. Yeah. That's Which could stuff. be FX if they buy Fox. Yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, since that's it for the news. Oh, it could air with Archer. Because Archer's on FX. For another couple years. Yeah. Oh. Archer could show up in the Disney parks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be unfortunate. <laughs> do they sell alcohol at Disney? Yes, they yes, do. They do. Oh, but so many people would drunken archer on not magic laced gummy bears. <laughs> and you bring those in with your on your by yourself. Sneak those in your pocket. Uh, um, so all of us have had a chance to see uh, Thor Ragnarok. We went at different times, but we all uh, not all of us. I went with Jen. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I went with uh, Ryan and Ed. Woo! And oh. uh, uh, who wants to start? For the, the Thor Ragnarok review. It was a movie. <laughs> that I watched. And Thor and was enjoyed. In. Well, first off, there's going to be spoilers, so if oh, you haven't yeah, seen yeah. it. yeah, there's going to be lots of spoilers. If you I think they're all out there at this point. If you haven't so. seen it, you've had almost 45 minutes of free content, and so you can just press pause now and come back And later. there might be little spoilers for Infinity Gauntlet, or Infinity War, because... It, it ties in with the the, the credit sequence. And we'll we'll get to that. So that out of the way, uh, I thought Thor Ragnarok was spectacular. Now, right off the top, I love Thor One. I love Thor Dark World. I know a lot of people hate him. Where but those do people they are rank wrong. in your your Marvel rankings? Where do I put Ragnarok yeah, in my well, Marvel like, rankings? Are they all in the top five? Like well, it, oh, the Thor, the other, the other two. two. Sorry, the other. Where two. are the other two? Oh, well, the other two. When it comes down to when it comes down to my Marvel Cinematic Universe rankings, Avengers is still number one. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, but this you don't even have to place them. Do Thor's crack your top five? Uh, the first Thor does. First Thor does. Yeah. Okay. No. No for you, Ryan. Uh, top five, probably not. No. I'd say the first one does for me. Yeah, it cracks mine. Yeah, I think the, fir- the, the first the second one, one first one directed by Kenneth Branagh. You have great performances by everyone. Yeah, yeah I, the first well, one. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but it's not in my top five Marvel films. Yeah. Uh, well, now I'm thinking about it. Avengers for me. Avengers. It's, yep, it's up there. Guardians of the Galaxy. See, that's up Winter there. Soldier. That's up there. Avengers two and Guardians. Oh no! See, no, I would put Avengers. Thor over Avengers two at no. this point. <sighs> I'd probably have Iron Man maybe up in there. I think I'd have Civil War and before... Man. Uh, and I might we'll put Ant-Man Spider-Man before would be in my Thor. top five. Yeah, does Spider-Man count? Yeah. No, no, Spider-Man crap. doesn't count. Yes, it does. It's no, MCU. Yeah. For, it's for these purposes, MCU. we'll count Spider-Man. Oh, well, then it might have Homecoming just bumped Thor down to six. Civil War, so. Actually, no. I would do... Say that in, again? Homecoming is, isn't as good as Thor. Oh, oh that's no. Ryan and I disagree. Yeah, okay, that's a debate for a different day. This is Ragnarok no. <laughs> discussion right now. The Thor it, cosplayer dis- and the uh, two Spider-Man fans disagree. <laughs> you get I agree with the Spider-Man Home- fans. If you take, okay, take Homecoming. Look at Homecoming for what it is. 
if you take out Iron Man 3, take out Civil War, it, does Homecoming even make any sense? Yes. Thor is a standalone movie. Homecoming is not a standalone movie. Cannot succeed among itself without the rest of the MCU Actually, holding it up. You know what? No, I can. You could. You would have to do a lot of rewriting because the the whole point, the whole thing with Vulture getting his tech is based around Avengers. Yep. Mm, yeah, but you could just have it. You know, he had it's the Tinker who was making but Thor. You do major rewrites. Thor, ah, Thor, but we don't have to because it's part of the MCU. So Thor, Thor, Iron Man, and so wait, are we First ranking? Avenger are um, the three movies that stand on them or stand on themselves. So are we ranking that the top necessarily five movies that stand movies. on their own? Or are we talking the top five movies mm, we enjoy? No, they stand you can on their enjoy. Own I'm just saying... Because that's not criteria for me at all. I don't care if it stands yeah, on its no, own or it's not. A, it's just I've the, seen them all. Which movies <laughs> you like? Which movies yeah. are in your top five? Because mine will probably be in no particular order. Uh, Ant-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, and then I guess Thor. Because if Spider-Man... Avengers? If Spider-Man counts, it would bump uh, Avengers 2. Because the reason I like Avengers 2 is because of Spider-Man. No, no he's not in that. Avengers, he's in Captain Avengers, America Civil War. Uh, damn, I that's was Avengers 2.5. Avengers 2.5. Civil War. Yeah, and no. see, that's my, that's my point with Avengers 2. Is that's like, oh, yeah, that happened. I forgot about I, Avengers I, I 2. Oh, no, yeah. It wasn't a bad movie, but it's always like... It's the forgettable oh, yeah, one. Ultron, lots of robots. Well, the nice thing with Ragnarok, Ragnarok ties more into Age of Ultron than it does... To anything else? That's true. Yeah, because Hulk we, left at the end of Age of Ultron. Ultron. Yeah. yeah, and Thor. And Thor isn't that. in Civil War no. unless you watch the bonus features on the Civil War Dennis. disc with uh, with uh, Team Daryl. <laughs> oh, De- Daryl, Dennis, whatever. Yeah. What? What is it? The... Those little shorts where he's living in Australia. Oh right. Thor lives yeah. in Australia with a guy named Daryl. Oh right, I yeah. remember that. <laughs> where they play Connect Four, and it's like. He gets me on and smashes a game. Okay, so because we all have pretty strong <laughs> opinions on this movie, I'm going to start at Kevin and we'll work our way around to Jen and I'll, I'll go last because then pretty much all my opinions will have been said by that point. So, Kevin? Uh-uh. Uh, I enjoyed the movie. Uh, I didn't think it was as funny as I had been led to believe it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I was told it was going to be a laugh riot. I agree. And I, I thought it was humorous, but I didn't think it was as funny as Guardians. I agree. Um, or Spider-Man for that matter. Yeah, but so, I didn't want it to be a laugh. Or ride. Ant-Man. It, but I kept being told it was a laugh ride, and that, and I think Chris Hemsworth is great at comedy. Yes, he's a great comedic actor. Look at Ghostbusters for that. <laughs> he's the best and, part of Ghostbusters. And he, he's he's great as Thor, and it's a very good movie. But if we're gonna play rank the superhero movies of the year, um, oh, just of the year of this year, we did it with Spider-Man. I'm putting Thor at my fourth favorite superhero movie of the year. Oh, this year. Now i got to look up what the... Wonder Woman, Guardians 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor, Logan. That's my ranking for this year. And was there anything else that we're missing on that list? The Lego Batman movie? (laughs) I suppose. Which I haven't... Okay. Ryan? I enjoyed the movie. I laughed. I had fun. I thought the story was great. It was a good blend of, uh, you know... Of taking points from Planet Hulk, so they could kind of do a back, you know, a little backdoor Hulk movie. But it wasn't even as much of a Hulk movie as I was wondering it would, that it might turn into. The way that mm. everybody kept talking about, oh, it's it's just it's Thor in title only. It's Planet Hulk, and 
Yeah, but it wasn't really. No. Like, they took some of the ideas uh, from Planet Hulk. Very general ideas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the name of the planet and Hulk's a gladiator and a few of the other secondary gladiators. And that's about it, really. Because uh, Planet Hulk's a good story. I really enjoyed that book. Uh, but, yeah, no, this, I thought it was a great book. It was a good Thor story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked the way it ended. And, uh, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I thought I got my money's worth out of it. And I'm not saying I didn't. No, no, no. I never said no, no. And like, I laughed. I think we can all agree l- that it was. We all. Enjoyed oh no, for it. sure. It's we all thought it was a good movie. On it, basically. Um, but yeah, no. I I would recommend it to anybody that you know. And if you like the Marvel movies, then you'll like this movie. Yeah. If you like the Marvel movies, it's another Marvel movie. Yeah. Ed. Well, this this one, unlike the other Marvel movies, except for maybe. Winter Soldier a little bit. This was, I think, as close to a comic book as possible. This was a Walt Simonson comic book on The screen. amount of Kirby oh, designs beautiful. that were on the Grandmaster planet. Yeah. Kirby designs. How many stuff was referenced from from Walt Simonson's run? Yeah. There is there was so much Walt Simonson in this movie, and that's where there's a lot of people complaining of the amount of comedy in it. If you look at Thor, even Jason Aaron's current run, there's a lot of humor. You look at Walt Simonson, there is a lot of humor in in Thor. Yeah, he's a ridiculous character. Yeah, he's not a super. So, serious J. Michael character. Stravinsky's run on it that is filled with humor because yeah. they're a bunch of Asgardian Norse gods living over Oklahoma. <laughs> so, and that's the one thing I kind of I put on my Facebook page one day where it was like, okay. To all the people complaining, pick up a comic book and read it, especially Simonson. You'll get it. Yeah. Like the one joke where um, it was the the play of Loki. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was great. And he says, you know, the time I turned you into a frog. Well, there's probably only a handful of people in the theater when we saw it at the time who would even know what the hell they were talking about. I and know that... the. The Frog of Thunder was a great friggin' story. Yeah. Like, where Walt Simonson could actually turn Thor into a frog and be one of the the highlights of his run. <laughs> so, to me, like, as soon as that happened, I popped. Yeah. Uh, there were so many other iconic images from the Simonson run. Uh, Scourge with the M16s. Oh, that yeah, was great. The top, I, I, yeah. On the top of the alien bodies. Yeah. So, you love it for all the fan service. Oh, there was there was probably more fan service in this. There was more homage to Thor, yeah, in this movie than any other Marvel movie so far. Um, on top of that, like the uh, yes, it was humorous. Um, when I saw it the first time, I was looking at it very seriously. I wanted to see all the mannerisms. I wanted to see how people acted. I wanted to see what the lines were. Uh, when I saw it the second time, I laughed more. Um, there's some other little things I want to touch on later that I saw in the movie, which Ragnarok to me is more of a fourth Thor movie. There's a third one in the middle there. Jen? I really enjoyed it. Um, don't know where it, under my Thor rankings, where it would fall. I don't know if I liked it more than the original. Um, but yeah, for basically what everybody had already said, I, I liked that it was it was funny. It had some great moments. I really liked that uh, uh, Chris Helmsworth got a chance to be a little bit more fun because um, I've been reading all sorts of articles that he was very bored with Thor, and I don't blame him. 
you do the same thing over and over again, you'll get bored. I'm sorry, am I not talking close enough to the microphone? No, no. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, um, level later fixes all. <laughs> um, I really, really liked the relationship between Thor and Hulk and Thor and Bruce Banner because it was slightly different. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, <laughs> he struck me as very selfish throughout the whole movie. And I know he was trying to get back to Asgard and that kind of wasn't selfish, but he was just using everybody he could get across for every possible way to get, it was reminded me a lot of Loki that way. And like the whole thing, like this almost was like the trilogy of with, uh, it was like the end of the Loki redemption story, uh, this movie. So, cause it was, uh, well, what were all the, what was Loki in all of, <laughs> Where did he, he was in? He was in all, Thor, both Thor yeah. and Avengers. Thor and Thor the Avengers, two. like when he was a main villain. Yeah. The Avengers, yeah. Avengers, yeah. Uh, and this was kind of like his redemption story well, he was almost. At, he was still a hero at the beginning of the first Thor movie. Yeah. Because he was part of the, he was with the Warriors 3 and Thor and Sif. Mm-hmm. And then he sort of fell out by the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. He was a villain in Avengers. Yeah. Kind of came back and skirted both ways, which... You know, even at at the end of the movie where they they show up with the ship and it's like, behold, your savior. I love that part. So <laughs> I love the um, the the rock guy in the gladiator pit. Korg. Korg. Yeah. He's so funny. Piss off, ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I love how really they good. mixed the. The, the the rock music and the just that that one uh, that one song oh they played that song Zeppelin all the bloody song. time and it just it, well they didn't play it all the time did they, well they, they played it at well. two points at the beginning during action and at the end yeah. during action Im- immigrant worked. song which immigrant song fits into the Thor oh yeah it was it was the well sound done of Thor so and it was kind of neat how they kind of offed all of the Warriors three I felt bad for the Warriors three uh, I the, the, it's uh, it, to me, I, I don't know this for, for fact. I'm pretty sure that was the end of their contracts coming due. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it's, they didn't, in, and realistically, they don't really have much for those guys to do in the next couple movies. No. So, and they're, they're gods. Uh, like, you, you can always reincarnate them. Well, in, and that also makes it easier if they reincarnate them. Brand new actors. They've already cheaper. replaced one of the actors. Yeah, well, that, well, in the other, very true. In the true spirit of Ragnarok, they're all going to die. Yep. And they all get reborn. So, because even the one story where Ragnarok happened and then Thor had to wander Earth to tr- or wander Midgard to try to find all of the Asgardians. Yeah, that's Stravinsky's run, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And that's when they start at Broxton and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, I didn't get too upset when I... No, I, I was shocked when I saw them die, but I'm like... I could understand. It, it was a combination. I'm sure it was a combination of like, shit, we don't want to resign these guys for another two movies because whether we use them or not, we'll have to pay them. So let's get them off the board, but do it in a way like, especially, uh, what's his name? Hogan. Hogan. Do it in a way that makes sense. It's and funny serves how the story. Ho- Hogan and had a better, a better death or a better fight to the death. Than what Volstagger Fandral did. Yeah. Depending on the stories that you read in Thor, um, during Tom DeFalco's run on Thor, uh, Hogan and Thor are best of friends. Like you know, like it, it depends on who's writing the book, right? The, the Warriors Three are always always there, 
and there's one that's usually more in the spotlight than others. Uh, Volstag right now is yeah, the, Volstag, the one. Volstag's more of a confident of Gene Foster. Yeah, in the but in the, in the Tom DeFalco run, like there, there's one particular issue I remember where uh, Hogan gets injured and they have to bring him to Gene Foster's hospital. And uh, I think it's Thor or Hercules ends up giving him a blood transfusion because I guess they they all have blood type G-O-D or something. Like, it's only like, only another, only another god has the same blood type as him. And uh, Well, and the thing is, we still have Sif. She's I, still yeah, on the yeah, board. I totally forgot about her, and now I'm looking up and, what happened to her. And there is still one more major Thor character who's never been introduced. Balder the Brave. I think you're uh, you're stretching on that one. Hey, you kill off the Warriors three. You still have Balder on the table yeah, somewhere. Yeah, you can fill in that. That's well, not and the then the other big I one. But I want to talk. I want to talk about him later. So. Oh, that's so what, the what one. What happened to Sif? She ends up working with Shield. She, she I, was in some episodes of Agents like, of Shield. I'm scanning through. She's been. Well, on she was there in episodes, and yeah. Lorelai was there as well. Yeah. So, uh, well, basically. Uh, so she's a television character now and cannot appear in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she, is not, she? Is well, that what happened to no, her? No, she's on a show called Blind Spot. Yeah, yeah. she's on yeah. Blind Spot. She has her own TV show yeah, now. That's in uh, its third or fourth season. So she's basically been she replaced with the Valkyrie hair, chick. So she'd have to get. A yeah. 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 I think if Sif had been available, you wouldn't have had Valkyrie in this movie. Oh. Yeah. But. Introducing the Valkyries were yeah oh definitely were without good. a dumb romantic si- uh, subplot oh yeah that was awesome which apparently that was part a headline that that but I got edited out or long yeah, yeah. I really so. liked when they did the flashback of uh, what happened to all the Valkyries yeah oh yeah it kind of reminded me a bit of and it, you said that it was really pretty how they did it kind of reminded me of Themyscira yeah. I really want a Pegasus. <laughs> well, and the other thing too, there was when all the, um, you know, backlash when they introduced Valkyrie and it was like, oh, well, you know, it's a gender or it's a race change. But then when you see all the Valkyries, she okay. wasn't Valkyrie, the character. No. She was oh, a Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Yeah. Did she have an actual name? No, no they, they just sure. called I her I think Valkyrie. she's just listed as Valkyrie in the credits. They just kept going with her code name, yeah. Yeah. that code number. Yeah. Um, Jeff Goldblum was good in it. Yeah. Uh, well, he was Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, in, exactly. Which is what you expected it, and what it, you it wanted. Fit from the him. character fairly well. Um, you, uh, I, th- I really liked it, except I, I kind of want to see it again. I wanted to give it more time because when I went in there, I know, uh, see, my thought was it's kind of the reverse of Kevin's is I knew going in it was going to be funny. I didn't quite expect it to be as goofy as it was. And not that it was good or bad. It just like kind of threw me off a little bit that there was that many jokes in it. And like I was expecting jokes, just not quite that many. Mm-hmm. So it may it, it affected my viewing a little bit, but at the same time, I, I did really enjoy it. I it's obvious that at least to me, it seemed really obvious that uh Chris Hemsworth really liked working on that movie. Yeah, yeah. he and, enjoyed it. And as you guys have mentioned in interviews, he has kind of said he was bored with what he was doing, and this is a fresh coat of paint on it. And it it does give options for them to... We've now, between Guardians and this movie, we now have the wacky space world of Marvel. is now wide open. <laughs> we're, 
being used. Like all those weirdo characters that are floating around out there are perfectly legit to use in film now. They've established <clears throat> that these worlds exist, that this sort of shit happens. Well, there was a brief reference to other space stuff too. There was talk of jumping through a portal to get to Xandar so the Nova Corps could help him get home. Yeah. So there was uh, Beta Ray Bill's head. Beta Ray Bill's head on the the, the big tower. So he's out there somewhere. Well, whether okay. we'll ever get him in film. You brought him up. So here's my theory. <laughs> you got two ships that could go through the Devil's Anus. Mm-hmm. One was the Collector's uh, Pleasure Craft. And the other Scuttlebutt? I believe that ship is Scuttlebutt. Yeah. Because, or... because it was big enough to evacuate a planet, which, if you don't know who Beta Ray Bill is... Beta Ray Bill That's what was his a, ship was doing. He was or the champion. He's dead because he's been a defeated champion. I don't think yeah. they'll kill well, him. Well, they off. said that once you became champion, you could leave. So maybe he was champion and left. Yeah, Hulk just didn't want to leave. Mm. Yeah, Hulk was champion there. He was the um, ship. So I still believe the ship at the end that they that they evacuated Asgard, I believe that's Scuttlebutt. Yeah. Could be. And, you know, if they want to do it, like, wherever that ship ends up in the Marvel Universe, somebody presses a button, cryo-chamber opens up, and lo and behold, it's a horse-headed alien. Yeah. Well, now, unfortunately, you can't have Stormbreaker unless you remake Mjolnir. Yeah. Well, at some point, they might do that. Well, Or they, they change the story so that Odin's already... Yeah. Odin, Odin can come back. Odin's died... Several times in the comic book. No one so. so far has mentioned my favorite performance in this movie, Kate Blanchett as Hela. Yeah, yes. she was really good. She was having the time of her life, and I think she's she may be the best villain Marvel has put in a Is movie. Is this her movie for her kids? I d I don't know how old her kids are, but like it, it would seem if I'm not mistaken, she they'd was, be about that age. She was fantastic. She was like an evil drag queen. Yeah. These, she was awesome in that Kirby-esque headdress that she wore. I don't know if that was CG or what. I think it's a combination of both. But it looked but, fantastic. Well, no, the headdress is real because it was at Fan Expo. Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes it's only partially real yeah. and they add it onto it, yeah. like, which is... Well, I, I love it when they do that. It would be ridiculously she, heavy otherwise. She did do the whole thing where she put her hands on her head and spread her hand and then it grew. So I'm thinking that part was My CGI. only problem with Hela was <laughs> how Probably. easily she could be defeated by Surtur. When yeah, it, but he's supposed to be the end of the gods, right? Yeah, but then... She's a god. Yeah, but then her and Odin helped take him down the first time. She's yeah, a god, no so... And she's also the god of death, so she can come back. Yeah. yeah. And we don't know. She hasn't really been totally defeated. She was beaten. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't it end with... awesome. Her... Um, like, how did he defeat her? Did he just... Basically, the sword. He stabbed the sword down down onto where she was coming up out of the water, and then he, he brought the sword down. And uh, there's and then, no body. And then pretty much... Well, you know... As Cork said, you can build on the foundations. Oh, but those foundations are gone. I love the way she just slinked through the movie. Yeah. No, to, uh, that costume did not look comfortable, but no, she looked probably great was in not. It. I think everybody really kind of brought it to this one. Uh, Mark Ruffalo, I thought, was a little bit more energized. Oh, than when he, he jumped out of the, the spaceship, that was awesome. Oh, you want to know who I am? Splat. <laughs> <laughs> the, other, the other thing that was interesting, too, is the amount of red herrings that Marvel 
or the trailers put yes. up before the movie. Yeah. There's... Because we're, okay, yes, we know that Mjolnir gets destroyed, but where Mjolnir actually gets destroyed is There's not where they show it in the they movie. They change all the backgrounds for that. There's a couple scenes where they and do same that And same with uh, when she says to Thor, you know, what are you the god of again? And then you see him jump down on the rainbow bridge, all powered up, and both eyes are glowing, and he actually does it, and one eye's yeah, gone. Yeah, see, that was one of the things in the trailer that concerned me, because he looks a lot different. I'm like, oh, fuck, have they somehow figured out how to put the chlor, the, the, chlor, the, the clone Thor from, Civil, from the Civil War <laughs> comics into this? Because if that's the case, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> well, his name uh, is Ragnarok as well. That's true. Yeah. That would have been it, fitting. It's also interesting because... Clor is more fitting because it was a dumb idea then and it's a dumb idea Wait, now. there's a clone Thor named Clor? No, no, his, his name, name is Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Ragnarok but but the, the other interesting thing was... I don't know if you guys saw the leaked in Infinity War trailer. Well, that, yeah, well, well, I was coming to that. Which, you know, Thor doesn't have an eye patch, So... Is that like pre? I guess they really can't put an eye patch on him then, because people go, "What the fuck?" Yeah, why is he wearing an yeah. eye patch? Yeah. yeah, well, it's also early days. That can easily be digitally added on. Yeah. It, 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 to, to the point where somebody went, "Oh shit, he he lost his eye," and they 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 come up with a reason to yeah. either get a new eye patch or or restore his eye in Infinity War. I, um, I so. Think- yeah, go ahead, Jim. I was going to say, I'm going to be really upset if that whole ship of Asgardians goes kaplody. Uh Do you want to know what happens in the, the mm, first couple minutes of the They're Infinity all going to go kaplody, aren't they? Well, we uh, don't, well, we don't know exactly that. know. There's a good chance they might get away. That makes me sad, because it'd be like, oh, but they tried so hard what, to escape. and What we do know is part of, at least somewhere in the opening minutes of that movie, is spoilers. The Guardians of the Galaxy are going through a debris field somewhere. While they're hunting Thor Thanos. dumps off the windshield like a bug. At which point Rocket asks them to get rid of it. <laughs> and so they bring it inside. Well, so, and, it's, and it turns out to be Thor. And so yeah, is but the I, debris field the ship or is it just residue from the battle? We, we don't know yet. And it's, which I have no doubt in my mind that. Loki has the cosmic cube that in his was pocket be my oh, next yeah. because there's no way it, right? there's no yeah. way he could have got out of the treasure chamber Without when the ship was crashed. He crashed the ship into Asgard, and then he's in the the treasure chamber, and all of a sudden he's on the ship. So, so does Loki end up delivering which that cube to was Thanos? that again? I assume cosmic that's cube. his bargaining ship to live. One. Which one does it? Um, what does it do story-wise? though? Story wise, travel. Well, basically, it can it can create whatever you want. Oh. Is that one of the? That's not one. It's one of the one stones, right? Right? It's the one that it's the one that uh, Red Skull was using, and then they used it to open the portal in Avengers. I got to rewatch some of these older ones. Yeah. So uh, as I was saying to Kevin, I think that's how that's how I assume Loki lives. Yeah. Is because we're assuming that ship that shows up is Thanos's ship, as some sort of big battle happens. Whether that ship is destroyed or not, we'll find out. Uh, and Thor is obviously lost in the battle. Not dead, but unconscious floating in and space. I and think Loki, probably when presented to Thanos, is going to bite oh, the pocket. Oh, here, like, hey, look what, look what I got. Oh, Let me go now. Here, please, remember, that, remember that deal we had? Here you go. Don't hurt me. Blanchett, Two years later. Blanchett's not scheduled to be in the next Avengers movie, is she? As far as I've heard, she's because, a one and done. Again, but that can always change. Goddess of Death. Yeah. Thanos worships death. Yeah, but it's a different. It's a different death, death in, in the, the comics. comics it is, but, but well, this is different. Yeah, 
<laughs> we don't even know if that's his gig in these movies, though. It, like nobody has ever said that's why he wants. Yeah, the we haven't had any character. He worships death. Thanos. Yeah. Oh, he's in love. Death with is death. his lover. Which death? Like the death, eroded, the pers- skull the, head. Yeah. The the human persona of the concept of death. The humanoid. Alrighty then. <laughs> so the question, well, I guess I was going to say the question is, is like, where do they go from here with Thor? But I guess we really can't answer that until the next two. Back to well, Infinity. Going back movies. to Beta Ray Bill, originally, like, from reports that I was reading, he was originally had a part in this movie. And then they decided, no, this is a character. They didn't want to waste them. Because they say, oh, oh, you didn't have enough Beta Ray Bill. This was, that sucked. So they figure he'll get his own bigger you can, part. In you a can movie. make a whole movie oh, yeah. on Beta Ray Bill. And Why now not? that you got Surtur, yeah. But again, I still believe the ship was Scuttlebutt. So Mar- Marvel has is has been good about not. They've been wasting some of their bad guys, but their heroes they seem to be pretty good about like uh, let's like, hold uh, on. These one on maybe we'll give him a TV show or his own movie. That's or why we something. haven't seen Adam Warlock yet. Because yeah. James Gunn's dying to put him in a Guardians movie, Guardians but just hasn't three. figured out how to do it. Like, yeah. they've hinted at it twice now, and at the end of two, it's strongly hinted at it. If he's not in three, I'm sure James Gunn's going to be very unhappy about Which that. Which one so, is Adam Warlock again? He was uh, in the Chrysalis. Skins, and he's, yeah. he's in the big Inle- Unless he shows up in either the end of Infinity War or in Avengers 4. Because yeah. if you want to follow the comic book, they got to get the Infinity Gauntlet. Could be, but off they're all. A, it depends because they're introducing Captain Marvel in the next movie too, right? You don't want to. Yeah, she's an Avengers Start movie. throwing every new character in there. You want to get a one or two to to get that good baseline down, so people know who they. And they're going to be showing Thanos's Cabal. They're going to be all new characters that have to be introduced. Yeah, but like, yeah, slightly Adam, Adam Warlock makes sense. Yeah, but you also like, got to give him more of an introduction. Be, if he's not do even it around that yet. way, yeah. yeah, it depends if you want to follow the comic book. Or not. Yeah, but I don't think they are. That's why it's not called Infinity Gauntlet anymore, right? Yeah. So, so from the new from a future Thor movie, what I think we should see is the. Uh, the God Bomb story arc. The God Bomb story arc. Oh. Or God Killer. Whatever it helps. Jason, Jason the Aaron's. Jason Aaron's, Jason stuff. Aaron's run. Because oh. where you have young pre, like Viking era Thor, modern Thor, and Odin Thor. All like, with three different kind of stories going on at the same time that mm. they all end up crossing together to save the day in the future. There this. was a couple minutes there where I thought Thor was going to lose an arm. Like there's there, there's one scene in particular, I think with the Hulk, where I'm like, "Shit, he loses an arm in this movie." <laughs> well, <laughs> well, since he's lost I, an eye now, he's, so we got that he's he's heading towards that for, open for four. Thor four for me. It's got to be you got to have Beta Ray Bill. Well, yeah, you got to have Beta Ray Bill in this. As far as uh, you know, God Bomb, God Butcher. What's well, it? A future one? Like yeah. that could be a down the road because then you can do, a, you know, that, what you do is you have him and his two brothers, and they all play Thor's from diff- from the different time frames. And the Hemsworth family has a really good Christmas that year. Exactly. <laughs> okay, Kevin, you've got an idea. I don't think there's going to be any more Thor movies. You don't think so? No. I don't, just like I don't think there's going to be really any more Iron Man well, movies. Though. It did. 
And I don't think there's going to be any more Captain America movies with these guys. That, there could that, be that a reboot a eventually, but we don't know anything. That, Marvel used to be great at saying, this is what's coming years down the line. They've stopped. They've stopped telling us anything. And that's because they've got to retool their entire... Someone, there's someone a lot like, of contracts are going to be up, and the, there's going to be characters they wipe off the board. Yeah. And so, well, someone, someone like Robert Downey Jr., yeah, the guy's 50 years old. I think, he, actually, that's the one I would argue they're going to keep around. I think so. Because uh, I think he will, as long as he doesn't have to do a full I, Iron Man movie, I, wouldn't be I think s- he'll show up for whatever they want to pay him, because he is really thankful to them, because, like... That People was the rebirth be, of Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man, he was nobody wanted to hire the guy because no insurance company wanted to pay for him. I would not be surprised to see Riri Williams in an in an Iron Man movie and Tony Stark being like her mentor. Yeah. Sort of I a Batman Beyond kind that. of yeah. setup. Yeah, they can't completely get rid of Tony Stark because he's basically bankrolling the Avengers. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and Spider-Man. And Sp- and that's how they explain a lot of these guys getting their new tech and it's like, oh, but, it's Stark. Oh, the, Stark did it. He's it's the all character Stark. that like with Kevin's scenario, you can age him. Like he doesn't have to be like Captain America to a certain extent. Once he starts getting older, you have to start finding reasons for why he's getting older. It's it's the data scenario yeah, to Thor's a lesser a extent. And Thor's I, a god, but well, Odin got old. old so. I don't think the the Chris's Evans and Hemsworth want to play these characters forever. No, I think I think after Avengers three, they might be out. I I have gone on record numerous times saying I don't think Cap makes it out of one of these movies. And alive. Avengers, I don't know 4, which one it is, but one of them he ends you, up. being We're gonna dead. get like a new Avengers lineup in Avengers four. And hopefully Maybe. it will include Squirrel Girl. <laughs> no, because she's, she's on, on television. TV. Yeah, Aww. she's in a different department. But but it'll have Ant Man and the Wasp. It'll have Vision and Scarlet Witch. Sebastian Stan's still a fairly young guy. You can throw Bucky into that cap suit, or you throw Falcon into the cap suit. Mm-hmm. And Sam Wilson's been Captain America for the last three. That's three also years. very true. But you have to understand. Well, <laughs> Comic book logic is different from movie logic, though, so you have to have a really clear reason why that happens. Yeah. Otherwise, you confuse the people like the me who okay. have not seen the com- read the comic book, but I think want it makes more sense if you're going to replace Cap, you replace him with Bucky. It made sense in the comics in the with movie Ed Brubaker. It, it makes more sense. You're right. Yep. Just because I think even in the comics, I'm not a big fan. I'd rather have. Sam Wilson as the Falcon, then Sam Wilson as Captain America. But I, I don't think in the movie universe you'd be able to still call him Captain America because everybody would be like, that's nah. not Captain America. Yeah, But no, if you kill him off and put another guy in the suit, like you do a definitive death. Like there, there's a body with a gaping wound and... Yeah, I, I think he disintegrates. Yeah. No, disintegrates, then there's no body. Then he's like, well, that's like Red Skull. And shit. So yeah, I because we don't know any, we haven't heard about any. Yeah, it's releases really hard to predict after uh, Avengers three or Avengers four. Uh, I don't think anyone's safe, and I, I don't think we're gonna get another Thor movie. It's a, it's a very strong possibility that we don't. Other than the only thing that makes me think different is that this one made money. This one did no, I pretty I, good. I, and everybody I have, involved seems very happy with it. I have serious thoughts. We're gonna get a Thor four. Uh, we probably won't get another Cap America movie. Is that your alarm? 
Why would my alarm be going off? Yeah. Or is it a phone? Hang we on. hear music I'll be off right in back. the background. It might be my phone. <laughs> you were saying, Ed? Well, I think we'll get a Thor 4. Beyond that, I don't know. I don't think we'll get another Captain America movie unless it's recast with Sebastian Stan as Captain America. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm actually questioning some of them that whether we'll get bother getting a uh, Doctor Strange 2. Like, it did very well. And Benedict Cumberbatch seems to be rather happy with it. But at the same time, it's like, well, where, do, where does that fit in with everything else? I guess we'll see at the, the end of next summer. Yeah. So next up is Black Panther. Yep. Uh, Infinity War. And Ant-Man and Wasp. Ant-Man and Wasp. Whatever Avengers 4 is Yeah, Avengers called? 4, Untitled Avengers. And then Captain Marvel. And then and Captain Spider- Marvel. And Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, and so after Captain Marvel, we really don't know anything they've got set up. Because Which Captain well, in, Marvel's taking place in the 90s anyway. Yeah. yeah, so who knows and what they the were saying that has that to do with anything. Spider-Man is supposed to be setting the tone for the next phase. Because it's the first one well, after okay, the so Avengers. Did so you read the news today of the new not. Spider-Man spinoff that has been announced? Oh, yes. Mobius the Vampire is getting his own movie. Yeah. What That's the a fuck? N- <laughs> yeah. Where do you go, Sony? Maybe he's going to sparkle. We can only hope. I lo- no, like, we can't. I love the design of that character, even the cheesy 70s look that the, that he had. I, I like what they have the designs of him in the last couple years. I I just don't understand why and how you're planning a spin-off from Spider-Man with this character that you know we haven't even gotten to the meat of Spider-Man yet. You're so maybe, pulling a DC here, Sony. Well, and like Morbius to me isn't a very great character anyway. Yeah, no. I, like I I would never suggest he would Hold his own. Like to me, to me, the only thing that Morbius had anything to do with Spider-Man was is the when, cartoon. Uh, no, I'm talking oh. the old, the older comic when Spider-Man had six arms. Yeah, his his first appearance yeah. or Morbius's first appearances in that book. He was in the the '90s Fox cartoon. Yeah, a few Trump times. Too. Um, it's just you know, okay, so we we got our first Spider-Man movie. It's really good. Everybody likes it. Yay! Now we're going to do Venom. We're going to do Venom. Uh Uh, We haven't done Spider-Man 2, so... uh, Okay, we'll write that in Spider-Man 2. No, we're going to do that first. People love Venom. Don't worry, it'll work. And and what about this vampire guy? Oh, you mean Blade? No, the other vampire guy. Dracula? No, the other vampire guy. <laughs> Mobius? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that him. guy. Let's make a movie out of him and connect it to Spider-Man. Well, what, what about that? Okay, we can put what about that, that chick- Spider-Man what about the- No, no, no. On his own. <laughs> Fuck. And, and what about that Black Cat movie we had planned? Oh, shit, I forgot and with Silver, Black Silver Cat Sable. And Silver Sable, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, just... Oh, Sony. Sony, Sony, Sony. You're taking your DC pills. <sighs> well, everybody wants to jump on the superhero band. I know, but just do it right. Do it slowly. DC even seems to be learning from their earlier mistakes. <laughs> Why is Sony threatening to repeat them? Because they can do it right. To me, uh, I remember a we long need time ago, Mobius was going to be part of the Blade franchise. Because oh, yeah? New Line had picked up the rights for him at the same time that hmm. they... 
Ooh, excuse me. That they had uh, picked up Blade. And David Goyer was all keen to write. Like, I think it's one of the... He, he's one of those characters that... Kind of like Adam Warlock. Like, he was written into two. They wrote him out. He was written into three. Wrote him out. Lucky for him that he, they wrote him out of part three. Because, wow, what a not-so-great movie that was. <laughs> you know what I didn't realize until one of those clickbait ads popped up? Have you seen Blade 3? Oh, yeah. Long I, okay, I, so I you know the VHS big bad somewhere. guy in that is the guy who plays Heatwave in the DC yep. shows right now? Oh. Yeah, I didn't realize it. He's got a really douchey Euro 90s haircut. Yeah, well, that was, that was just before he got Prison Break. Yeah. yeah. And Triple H is in that one, too. Yeah. And he's got a little vampire dog. No, she's got the vampire dog. Well, yeah, but yeah. he carries it around for yeah. fucking vampire Pomeranian. <laughs> it was one of the few good parts of that movie. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so uh, overall, um, Thor Ragnarok, go see it. Go see it. Good movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, depending on where it stands in your your Marvel library or film library that that will be up to personal preference but it's it's worth at least one viewing if not more sure and next up on the superhero wheel Justice League Justice League we're going to see it Thursday yep yep uh, Justice League Justice League might end up surprising me because I'm going in with really low expectations yeah. so uh, it's uh, at least I hear it's not as long as it was originally planned to be. It starts at seven thirty, and and the second screening is at ten thirty. Hmm. Well, originally it was. It's only a two-hour movie. Original story I heard was it was some it was going to be close to three hours. Originally, yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Like I like I said, I'm going in with little to no expectations. Maybe it'll blow me away. Like. Suicide Squad, I I did that with, and I really enjoyed that movie at the end of it. And so Suicide Squad and um, uh, Wonder Woman, uh, Wonder Woman, I went in with slightly higher expectations, but that that's still in my running for movie of the. Of One of your favorite year. movie of the year? Uh, yep. Probably not going to make it. It's but it's in my top five, despite what I may think of uh, Batman vs Superman. It did do really good box office. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. did not do Avengers numbers, which no. is, I think, is honestly, that's part of the problem with the film industry. Is everybody's it, trying to do a billion dollars. Yeah, it's like, no, like, be happy with profit. Yeah. Like, it's, you made a shit ton of money on this movie. Be happy with that. You and, don't have to compete with the other guy and beat them. And I'm on record for saying that the extended cut is much better than, than the theatrical cut. Yeah, but how many people going to the theater will have seen that? That's the thing. It's yeah, home video is uh, give up. If, if, is that the cut that's on Netflix? If that's the cut on Netflix. I I would adjust those numbers. You're perfectly right. Uh, if it's just if that's only available on DVD or iTunes, not many people saw it because. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't even think that movie's on Netflix right now. Just as it, an example, it might be, it might be on something else. I'm but, using yeah. that as a general. Well, example. no, that's why I was, yeah. So there, there's that, and then after that, what else is geek movie wise? Coco comes out the week after the new Pixar film. Yeah, I'd like to see Coco. That'll uh, be a nice palate cleanser after all the the action movies in the last little while. And then Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> what other geek movies coming out? Uh the big one. <laughs> To be fair, I, I, it's the, even the movie theaters are doing like the little reverse of that. 
because um, when Ed and Ryan and I went and saw the uh, saw Thor with the pre game, the pre movie show had this thing for Star Wars, and then at the end of it is this thing comes up. It's like you can see Daisy Ridley next in Star Wars: The Last Jedi. And I turned to Ed and I'm like. Isn't she in that Murder on the Orient Express movie? And Ed's like, yeah, she is. I'm like, doesn't that come out next week? He's like, yeah, it does. Which in that <laughs> like movie looks that movie it. looks really good. I saw it. Yeah, it, actually, let's get a mini review off of Kevin on that. I quite I enjoyed Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. Um, so it's um, it's a Branham a Brana movie with starring Branna. This is his money featuring Branna. Yeah. It's a, it's all about Kenneth Branagh. Uh, everybody else. The parts are, the parts are good, but they're they're not huge because there's twelve suspects and yes. they all sort of get equal time. Uh, I love the casting of it. I thought it was really fun. Uh, everybody in the movie seems to be having a really good time playing these sort of murder mystery archetype characters. Um, I had read the book. Now I read the book years ago, and I, in the back of my head, I kept thinking, "I know who the killer is." Let me see how they make it work, as opposed to trying to figure out the m- mystery as it went along. I was trying to figure out, trying to remember how the whole thing came together. Yeah. So I won't spoil it if you haven't never read Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, it's an eighty-year-old book. Seen the movie, so. It's an eighty-year-old book. You so. have read it? Or no, I've never. I, I, I'm, that's me. I have never read it. Le did it. So yeah, so uh, that's I, more Clouseau than Poirot. Yeah, yeah, still a good detective. Poirot is yeah, Poirot is Belgian and he's very proud of being Belgian, and he likes his eggs to be perfect. Um, they set up they set up a sequel like another Poirot film uh, by the How end. How many books are? Th- oh, there's Poirot about twenty five. Yeah, well, there used to be a friggin' TV show. Yeah, yeah. but that doesn't mean anything. They can always yeah. there's about twenty five Poirot, and they start with a different like I can't remember if the like like I said, it's been thirty years since I read the book, so um, I'm, I don't know if this, the way this movie started was the same as the book, but it felt like another another Poirot story had been sort of co-opted to be the kickoff for this film. Hmm. Um, but the the locations are gorgeous, the special effects are good, uh, and um, everybody seems to be having a great time in this movie, especially. Especially Michelle Pfeiffer and Judy Dench, they're they're just I, I love I love my superhero movies and the the sci fi movies and stuff like that. But I like movies in general. I like yeah. going to the theater and seeing something good. And every once in a while, that's what like Coco is prime example. Like oh, there there's a palate cleanser there a little bit right be, right before Star Wars. And uh, there there's and we get less and less of those these days. Yeah. It's a lot of which it's like it's. For me, it's a catch twenty two. I want these franchises, but I also want something else. Yeah, I want these franchises, but I want Baby Driver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to be gone for Last Jedi. I'll be yeah. Oh, you're not going to be in the country? Uh, I'll be in the country. I'll just be in the the West Coast. They have movie oh. theaters on the West Coast. Well, I know, but you I won't have to go see it, with... see it by myself. Yeah, you oh. won't be seeing it with friends. <laughs> so on the road again. It'll be so on I'll, be, the I'll be in Alberta It'll when Last Jedi comes do, 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 out. Hey, I'm back. Are, what I miss? Are you heading to Vancouver at all? No. My mini review oh, of okay. Murder on the Orient Express. I saw. Have you seen that video of that toy store that Kevin Smith went into while he was filming Flash? No. 
it looks am- like even if you're going to oh, not yes. buy anything, oh, it yeah. just looks like an astounding store to go through. But I hate Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, now that Jen has returned, hello. We uh we will end this episode as we always end it with our geeky picks of the episode. We do need Jen back for geek picks. We already know she's gonna ch- choose Squirrel Girl. Yeah, but she always gets a bonus one. Oh, she also lives here. It pays for the mortgage. Yeah. I'll pay for this equipment. So. Oh, shit. Okay, no. Okay, we're not doing geek picks. We're we're doing one other thing that I completely forgot about. I was going to make that my geek pick if we didn't well, talk, I was gonna to, say, talk like, about it. I figured oh, we were okay. waiting for Jen to come back so, to talk about where we went yesterday. Yeah, so um, yesterday before recording, before this recording... Uh, we, you probably saw all our pictures on social media. Yep, yeah, there. Um, did we post any to the? Yep, I posted the video I made of okay, my little cool. slideshow montage. So we went to the Art Gallery of Ontario, which is located in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, to see the Guillermo del Toro. Uh, what's it? What's the official name of it? The Bleak Le- House exhibit, Living with Monsters. Living with yeah. Monsters. Um, it. it uh, if you know a. A fair amount about Del Toro. You know he is a collector of stuff that he he uses it as kind of an uh, imagination springboard. He, he he kind of terms it is it's stuff he has always it's gotten into. And... Uh, so he he is rich enough and has enough stuff that he built a house beside his house where his stuff lives. Hashtag and, life goals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where he goes and he writes and works on various projects and stuff and keeps all his collectibles and neat little things. So as part of that, he has put helped put together a museum exhibit that has some of these things in it. It's not the whole house, but uh, there's a lot of cool shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Between so. the props from his movies, the, yeah. just the... The, 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 the artwork that he owns. I thought the most impressive things in the exhibit are the maquettes, the life-size maquettes of the various characters. Oh, the, yeah. Like the, the Fawn from Man and Labyrinth. the Fawn and oh. all the characters from Crimson Peak. And then, like, literary characters, to, not characters, literary authors. There's a life-size Edgar Allan Poe uh, yeah. waxwork. And, and H.P. Lovecraft. And Lovecraft. Yeah. Uh, those are sort of the, the things that stand out as you... Um, visit the exhibit. Oh, the the, the uh, death from Hellboy Two, Angel of Death. Yeah, yeah she's pretty love amazing. that it's one. It's an amazing design. Yeah, love that one. Uh, and like for me, it, it was really cool because he is allowed part of his original art collection to be part of this exhibit. So there's original Hellboy pages in there. There are original. Paintings by Wayne Barlow. There's the Richard Corbin artwork in there. There's, um, oh, there's, there's, there's two original Mobius pieces mm-hmm. that, like, when you see them, you wouldn't think that, like, it would be something he would be into. But then you see who the artist is, and like, fuck, and yeah. it's like that's well, awesome. My favorite print, or not print, my favorite piece that was there, like, there was it's oil on board. Uh, it was uh, his name's uh, Ivan uh, Earl. Thank you. I was just say I'm going to butcher this, but thank you. Uh, White Rock. Yeah, it just, that piece right at the very, very end. The, the colors on, yeah. on it just. But it, that was the same artist that did the original art for Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, yeah the concept. Sleeping yeah. Beauty. Yeah. Oh, so I gorgeous. Was, uh, I shouldn't have been surprised, but 
I, I love the amount of Disney references in He's it. He's into the, yes. the, the, the darker dark side of Disney. There were original art pieces from Fantasia. Yes. There was a, a model of the skeleton in the pirate's bed in from Pirates of the Caribbean, the ride at Disneyland. Yeah. There was Haunted Mansion stuff. There was the original sketches from Sleeping Beauty uh, and the background paintings. Um, just amazing, amazing Disney collectibles as well. Yeah, Sleeping Beauty's always been one of my favorites, so I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. There, um, the one neat thing that I caught that I really thought was cool is it was a painting. I'm like, oh, that kind of looks like the landscape from Aliens. And sure enough, it's one of James Cameron's pitch pieces because yes. James Cameron's actually there a was, fairly good artist. There was some original uh, Geiger stuff in yeah, there too. It, yeah, but like this was, it was just that it was a landscape. And it's what it was what Cameron used to pitch that like, hey, let me do this movie. I can do it good. Mm-hmm. And he did that for that and uh, Terminator. If you look, look around for Terminator, there's uh, paintings of uh, Lance Henriksen as the Terminator because that's who he originally wanted. Oh, really? And I think there's one out there of O.J. Simpson because that's who the oh. studio wanted. He's like, fuck, I guess. And well, this is kind of what it would look like. And it's, but it was just, it was neat to see that, like, that's in there. And there's, like, huge Frankenstein head sculpture and a mock-up of in this, he calls it the Bleak House. He has a writing imagination room where it rains all the time. Oh, the it rain, has a yeah. big oh. rain effect. What what was it you called it, Jen? Hashtag life goals? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like to be that rich and have that kind of freedom, dude. Like, you know what helps me write my stuff? Rain. I'm just going to have a room where it rains outside all the time, even when it's not. If you do go to the exhibit, download the AGO's app uh, because the audio tour is narrated by Del Toro. There's 10, 10 pieces throughout the exhibit, major pieces where you stop and hit play and listen to him talk about his influences. And those ranged from uh, Frankenstein. Uh, he's got a huge Frankenstein collection. Yeah. Uh, he talks about the pale man and how that character came to be. There's a talk about how much he loves to put insects in his film. Yep. Uh, Starting with Kronos and uh, in Mimic, although Mimic was more or less kind of taken away from him, what I, from what I understand. But Yeah, so um, it's fascinating. It's... It's not too expensive. It's $25. It's a in. very large exhibit. So, I mean, it is worth the money. It's not like you walk in and see like five things and then you're done. It's, yeah, we were, we it was through for what? A good hour, hour plus? Hour, it was almost yeah. two hours. Oh, we were yeah. If, uh, if it wasn't as crowded. That's the uh, one like, thing I was like, ah, oh, it's all these stupid people. But it's, <laughs> it's only there for a short time. So yeah. And then so the if there was nobody there, I could just beginning spend of January, hours just January looking 7th. at the, the stuff yeah. on the walls. That's why they do the timed entrances, yeah. so yeah. that they limit the number of people who go through at a time. So. And the, then you also get the neat stuff, like the, it, what's his name? The the master from The Strain. Yeah. The the His gigantic coffin is in there. But it, it's kind of funny because it's like, yeah, that's a that's a a prop because it's like it's a very large wooden coffin and hand carved and everything, but it's only carved on three sides because the fourth side you don't see that on yeah, TV. Yeah. Why do the bottom? The, the bottom is flat. Yeah, it's bottom's flat. flat. <laughs> I like black felt on it. I I but I enjoy seeing that that yeah. side of 
movies. I was surprised to see because they had the suit of the woman from Pacific mm. Rim. Yep. How tiny she was. That suit, she, she's tiny. That woman uh, And whoever tiny. was the actor who was in, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, from Hellboy 2, the, yeah, the, uh, gas, the, the gas guy. Because uh, uh, that suit was tiny as well. Yeah, he, he was fairly small. Yeah, Brent commented, that'd be a really easy hit cosplay, except for the no head thing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, because, you know, removing your head. Basically, if you can get kind of like a jumpsuit that looks like a diving suit, you yep. can probably... And remove your head. Suit. <laughs> but, um, so I mean, worth the money going, you'd yeah. say? Oh yeah. I'm, yeah I don't time. even consider myself to be a huge Del Toro fan or horror fan or anything like that. But it was still beautiful. Like, if you mm. love that kind of aesthetic, the gothic revival, the spooky macabre, it's definitely worth going. Uh, I'm a, a huge Del Toro fan. He's one of my favorite filmmakers. I just, my only problem with him is he, like, it's the good and bad. He signs up for a million things and we don't see them. And, like, and I feel bad for him in other respects because some of his passion projects we've never seen. Like, mm. he, it, since I can remember starting to read about him, he's wanted to do Creature from the Black Lagoon, a remake or retelling of that. And he's wanted to do uh, Mountains of Madness, the HP Lovecraft story. And the Lovecraft one has gotten close a couple times. In fact, in that exhibit, there's a zombie penguin that was part of the concept work that they did that for that That thing was movie. creepy. But it's just like, <laughs> it's... I think of... Uh, was it called Crimson... Crimson Peak? Peak. I think if that had done well, that Lovecraft movie of his would have got greenlit. Mm. It did okay. You don't see a lot of Lovecraft movies. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's... For, uh, for the... Of, this, of those... You know, it's the, hard to do. Yeah. Uh, because, one, they're all period pieces for the most part. Like And, Larry, a lot of them would be hard to update. Um, there have been a couple of updates. There's Reanimator, which got turned into a schlocky, fun but schlocky horror movie that, like, where a severed head uh, goes down on a woman in it. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, weirdly enough, guy who directed that also directed Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> wow. Anyways, Aww. but no, you're right. There's a lot of his. Um, Masters of Horror, the the TV series from a couple of years ago. That's the only one I can think of where, like, I think there's like two or three uh, Lovecraft adaptions inside that series. But okay. feature film wise, it, they ten, there's two that I can think of, and both kind of become schlocky monster movies. Hmm. So if you want to see it, like we said, it runs until January in Toronto. Toronto, and then it's done. It is. Uh, it it's already been to Los Angeles and Minneapolis. Oh, it has been to Minneapolis. Huh? And I'm uh, just reading about that. And the tour is done after uh, because, according to an interview he did with Screen Rant, he's going back to Mexico because he wants his shit back. <laughs> I don't I didn't think he he lived in Mexico anymore. Well, this this article is from a year ago. So, yeah. well, he he uh, he might now um, dealt one. I want to say Blade 2 came out. Del Toro's dad was kidnapped and held for ransom. Oh, shit. And afterwards, Del Toro was like, fuck this shit. We aren't living here no more. Because 
kidnapping is a fact of life in that part yeah. of the world, and sometimes you get them back and you pay a shitload of money. And Wesley Snipes coming. was in jail by then, so he couldn't send Wesley Snipes to <laughs> exactly. his dad back. So. No. And then, and like, but at the same time, as I I didn't know he had moved back there or maintains a home there. Maybe <laughs> things have gotten better well, or he was this, in a better part. This was an interview he did a year ago with... Um, with Screen Rant, uh, but uh, there were only three stops on the tour, and then he yeah was, no no it is his stuff, and yeah. he can do with it what he likes, and he wants to put a film studio in Hamilton, so I'm all for that too. Yep, I didn't, Mr. Del Toro, because we know you listen to this podcast, like many of the celebrities that listen to this podcast. Feel free to drop us a line. We'd gl- gladly have you on. You know the Barry area is ripe for the picking. You should build a studio here. Come and hang out with us. Yeah. <laughs> we like geeky stuff. We all like good food. Yeah. That's part of the reason why he wants a studio in Hamilton. He likes the food scene in Hamilton. Oh, there you go. Really? Yeah. Right. And food scene in Hamilton is awesome. And and from living there, it was really good. And But the good thing is, is Barry is uh, like behind on it, but is going the same path. So I'm hoping... It's like trending there's upwards. Of, there's a lot of good shit here now. In another year or two, there's gonna be like some fantastic shit. We just Barry, get a get around on the food truck laws, would you? Come on, let's, <laughs> have, let's have more food trucks in the summer. And that makes the real end of the episode. There we go. Now it's time to wrap this up. And we will go with geek picks. First one up is Kevin. No, it's not because Kevin hasn't thought of a good. I'll one. go okay, first. Then. It's Ryan. So, after being inspired from our little visit, uh, my geek pick, it, it renewed my enthusiasm for the first Hellboy movie. Yeah. And it's really made me want to sit down and watch that movie again, because I probably couldn't tell you the last time I watched it. So, his Hellboy, the first like live-action movie, that's my geek pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ed, do you want to go next? Yep. Uh, okay. I thought of this one... A couple weeks ago when we were going to Oshawa FanCon. Yep. So my geek picks 1979, The Black Hole. Ah, um, that's a cool one. Because, uh, which I actually had, since I knew it was going to be on tonight, so I'll rewatch it this afternoon. Oh, cool. And that movie, of course, it got kind of like, really wasn't that popular at the time, got no. killed by critics. I remember seeing the toys from that movie more than I actually remember seeing the movie itself. But I got toys out of a box of Shreddies. Yeah, I've that's never, right. maybe that's I've never heard of like it. Maximilian it, and Vincent. Yeah, and yeah it was a Disney space movie. But it's one of those okay. movies, too, where it was like 20 years ahead of its time. Yeah. And watching it again today, like it's actually a really beautiful movie because the black hole is always doing something in the background. Mm. And the ship is like big and gothic and ugly looking, so kind of like the ship from uh, from Ragnarok, like the the one mm-hmm. I think is Scuttlebutt. Uh, the cast in it is great. You got you know Roy Robert Forrest. Robert Forrester. Yeah, Robert Forrester. Mm-hmm. You've got Maximilian Schell, Ernest Borgnine, Anthony Perkins. You've it's got kind of a murderous row of character actors in there. You've got. Um, uh, Roddy McDowell is the voice of Vincent. Yeah. And the old beat-up robot Bob is Slim Pickens, is the voice of him. So it's... Oh, I'm going to have to watch that again. It's... it. Watching it now, like even you watch all the robots 
the the evil robots when they're trying to shoot at them and stuff. They have these double quad or sorry, these dual pistols, mm-hmm. which you start looking at. It's like it's pretty much Star Lord's pistol. Oh yeah, like there's there's well, so it's many a Disney movie. Yeah, yeah, it was a Disney movie, yeah. and there's so many things you look at Black Hole that influence other things, whether intentionally or not. It just it gets brought up on those cult movie lists a fair amount because it's. Unfortunately, I think it's like at this point, it's a little bit on the forgotten side because it's it's Disney will re-release it, but through other companies like Shout Factory, I think, is doing a Blu-ray shortly. Well, they were talking about rebooting it around the time of Tron Legacy, but then Disney got Star Wars. So, yeah, why? Why Why would you bother? It's put all your space money into that. But I remember when seeing that for the first time, space money like that was. That was like terrifying. Like Maximilian was a fucking badass robot. Like when he kills Anthony Perkins' character in the movie Alex, mm. and he's got the 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 blade hands, and they like go through the book and then chop up Alex. And so no, that was just a terrifying movie at the time. And it's kind of weird because then you got Vincent and Bob, which are kind of goofy, cartoony looking robots yeah. compared to how like how vicious Maximilian looks. And then the ending of the movie, you've got like the whole sort of trippy 2001, Mm. uh, you know, like watching it again. It's like uh, Maximilian Shell's character and Maximilian, they, they merge together and you see them in like pits of fire. So it's like, okay, so they're in hell or something (laughs) like that. But Nope, that's my pick. It's just uh, great science fiction and uh, completely underrated and forgotten. Um, I'm going to our Disney historian here, just out of curiosity. Mm-hmm. Is that during the almost bankruptcy era of Disney? Uh, yeah, it was 1980. Yeah. Uh, so it was pre-Michael Eisner. Yeah, in. so that would have been the Disney throwing uh, shit at the wall and seeing of, what Yeah, stuck. they were... The 70s was not a great decade for Disney. A lot of people forget that. Like, yeah. that was the era where, like, that, like uh, had things gone a slightly different there way, was there a might com- not be yeah, Disney anymore. There was a company that was looking to move in and take the company apart. Yeah. Well, and that movie came out December 79, the uh, same month Star Trek the Motion Picture came out. Oh, yeah. well, there it gets buried right there, despite yeah. the fact that so I but, haven't seen Black Hole in years. Better than Star Trek. The oh, it, it, yeah, Star Trek the motion picture is horrible. Like, <laughs> it, like the black hole is entertaining to watch. So, but it's kind of interesting that whole science fiction time around that time, and then you go to Tron, like '82, yeah. when you get to Tron, like that. That's another spectacular movie. There. So. Yeah, Jen. Did you already do that one? Nope. Okay, I'm doing this one. Well, doesn't you, matter you, if I you, do it. It's your pick, not mine. I know, but if we did this the last episode, I don't want to repeat no, myself. No. Uh, okay, so, of course, Squirrel Girl. Read uh-huh. it, love it, live it. Uh, <laughs> it. I think I put a shout out in our last episode, but the zine... To Squirrel Girl? Yeah, the zine issue of Squirrel Girl, they got... So, a oh, library yeah. gets crushed, and Squirrel Girl feels bad and tries to raise money to repair the library by getting her friends... To do one-page comic strips in a zine that she'll sell, and the money goes to the library. So Tony Stark does an, like his own comic, and Craven the Hunter does his. But <laughs> like the, the Squirrel Girl versions, 
but they got different artists to do each one. There's a Howard the Duck one that Chip Sardesky worked on. But the awesome part is there is a Galactus two-pager drawn by Jim Davis of Garfield fame. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's basically the Silver Surfer is John and Galactus is Garfield. It's complete with those type of jokes. <laughs> yeah. But with Galactus is the eating planets everywhere. His planet's lasagna. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Mm. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. And he hates Mondays on a galactic scale. <laughs> it was just, it was, I liked it because it won, the, like, just the chindicks in it. That was just kind of awesome. You know, you could have made that your geek pick. Yeah, I know, but I got another one. <laughs> anyway. And then, uh, and then just the, the, how they did it, how they pulled it off. Proving again, Squirrel Girl is one of the better comics on the market that yes, it more is. people should read. Yes, they should. Anyway, so my other geek pick is uh, a mockumentary that we saw on Netflix called What We Do in the Shadows. It's from 2014. Um, I had Currently heard... on Canadian Netflix. Currently on Canadian oh. Netflix. And it's about a documentary team that films the lives of a group of vampires. In New Zealand. In New Zealand. They're all flatmates. I've heard about this show. So You've there's, it? yeah, yeah, it's hilarious. There's Viago, who's a, a vampire from like the dandy the 1800s. There's played by uh, the guy who directed Thor. Yeah. Oh, take a He's the, he's the yeah. writer and director of the movie. Uh, I, say, I thought he was the director. Yeah. There's Deacon, who is a uh, medievalish vampire. There's Vladislav, who's. Uh, before that, like he's a uh, bit of a pervert. Nine hundreds, and then there's Peter, who's like the uh, old as time vampire, Nosferatu, Nosferatu vampire who lives in the basement, who doesn't talk. Um, it's hilarious. So it's it's a documentary of how they live and uh, them in how they live in the modern times and how they get around being vampires and you know like the the best place to hunt for prey is at the nightclubs but they can't go into the nightclubs unless they're invited Divided. and it's very difficult to get the bouncers to invite you into the nightclub especially right. when you look like an 18th century dandy yes <laughs> <laughs> and they they meet up with the the local they run into the local werewolf group a couple of times in the movie yep. uh, led by Rice Reese Darby who yep. uh, from at midnight fame he, uh, it's it's hilarious. It was it was really really funny. So I recommend that if you have Canadian Netflix, you should uh, watch uh, what we do in the shadows. And if you don't have it, um, I don't know. You could probably find it somewhere. They're tough luck. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, they're working on a TV show and a spinoff. the The werewolves are going to get their own movie. Oh, geez. which which after watching it, like, yeah, you could do another another movie of those, and then the. Uh, Possibly a TV show out of it. <laughs> Good picks. Good picks all around. I guess I need one now. Yeah. Um, well, I can go if you want to wait. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> you I go. go ahead. And I'm going to I'm going to fall back on something that I talk about a lot, but it really is the thing that excites me the most right now. And that was last night as we record this mid season finale of Star Trek Discovery. It was so freaking good. I have not been this excited about a TV show in a very, very long time. Uh, the plots came together nicely. It's so well acted. It looks beautiful. And I can't believe I have to wait until January 7th to find out what happens next. That's but at least not it's that only, long, yeah, it's, really. it's only January. It's not like you have to wait until the end of January. I know. And then we only have six more episodes and we got to wait another uh, well, undisclosed whatever. amount of time. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't they know. have been greenlit for a, se a second season. They have season. been yes. greenlit for a second season. 
plot but they're not line, I didn't a time expect out. plot lines to be tied up as quickly as they have. So now okay. it, this was like chapter one, and where we go from here feels like a whole different story. Um, yeah. And uh, there's enough juicy little plot threads that I'm excited to find out what those are. And then the big cliffhanger, of course, is exciting as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this show. So, um, and I also love reading all the assholes on the internet <laughs> who hate it because they're morons. Bless <laughs> you, listen to the show. In case we love you, we love you a lot. <laughs> we love you a lot, but you're still wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're just wrong. You're not stupid. You're just wrong. Especially the people who say it's not Star Trek. It's not Star Trek. But if you gave them a carbon copy of. Star Trek The Next Generation, then they would complain that it's exactly the same as the old show. They can watch yep. the Orville if they that's what they want. They can watch the Orville if that's what you want. Yeah. Um, so Which is I'm, also good. I am going with a comic book pick. I am going with... Uh, I recently picked up the omnibus of uh, Grant Morrison's new X-Men run. Oh, that's a good um, the, the, Oh, did you? When did you get that? Uh, Wednesday, last week. Oh, nice. Yeah, not not when we were in the city. I, I picked it up. Kind of yeah, stop yeah. letting well, him go to the comic shop unsupervised. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so two things for our listeners out there. Uh, recently, Marvel liquidated a crap ton of uh, omnibuses. You can find them at various comic shops. Fairly cheap right now. Uh, and this one is one of them. Uh, I got it. It's basically almost 50% off. And from what I saw at other stores, most stores are selling them at about the same price I got it at. Uh, except I also had store credit, so that also kicked nice. off a couple bucks off of it. Uh, the story is really good. I had forgotten Grant Morrison when he is on is on like a house on fire. Yeah. He, he like when it doesn't matter how weird he gets, as long as he's got the the compass is pointed at north, it don't matter, he will get there. It just may take some really weird different is, spots. Is that the stories where with like Zorn yeah. and uh Cassandra does, Nova. Yeah, and does Jean Jean dies again? I haven't gotten that far. Thanks for spoiling it. Maybe not. Oh no, I think <laughs> no. I've I've No, oh, I'm no. kidding. I've, I've read kidding. some of that run. Um yeah, I knew someone that had the trades. Um the and you can find it in trades too, but if you want the whole thing in hardcover, you, right now, um as of this recording, you can pretty much find it in a lot of places for Yeah, I think cheap I money. have the trades of New X-Men. Yeah, the um the good, the writing is really really good. Um the not bad, but the the kind of off-putting and like given that I know that when it was coming out in floppy, the the amount of delays that book had, um, the artists swap around a fair bit. Yeah. A bit. Um, Frank Quietly is a great artist. He does not know what the the term deadline means. Uh, <laughs> I've got a great story. He I loves will tell deadlines, you in a bar especially one day. the sound they make. If you want to hear, if you want to hear a really good story about uh, Frank Quietly and deadlines, buy me a beer next time you see me in a bar. I will t- I will tell you it. It's pretty awesome. Anyways, um, so since he couldn't make all his deadlines, they have fill-in artists. The kind of cool thing is a lot of these fill-in artists are guys who are now at the top of their game throughout the industry. Uh, Linnell Yu is one of the guys who worked worked on one or two issues. Uh, Ethan Van Skyver works on like three or four throughout it. The bad news is, is they weren't really at the top of their game at that point. They were good, but they were 
they were brought on because they were good and fast. Like, quietly can't get an issue done. Can you get it done? Sure. How much time do I have? Three weeks. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> so, and Igor Cordy does a lot of it too. So the the art style jumps around up until um, Mark Silvestri comes on later on in the book. But storyline wise, it's it's out there, but it has everything I love about X Men. Well, this is where and we it, start getting the leather outfit, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I w- I would say is that's everything a, Ryan loves about X Men. No, but I'm just <laughs> trying to remember what I what, what's I'm, I'm trying to let people know what's and going this on. Where, this, um, these are key. Emma Frost became a. Yep, so Emma Frost becomes part of the X Men. She has you a get, psychic affair with Cyclops. Um, you have Spoilers. the secondary mutations on a couple characters. They yes. bring back Sentinels. The Genosha is devastated. They go into space. There's like all the. It's you all that wrapped up space. in the the. Um, well, I don't know if he was doing drugs, but I can only assume. Allegedly. Were. Allegedly. <laughs> Grant Morrison's, uh, or maybe residue from drugs he had done in the past, exactly. allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> but it, some of it's just really trippy stuff, but it just works, and it's so good. So Grant Morrison's new X-Men, you can find it in hardcover and trade in better comic shops near you. So that's it for this episode. Next episode, we will be back and we will be talking about Justice League. Was and it good? Do we want to poop all over it and only talk about it for two minutes? Only two time will tell. To find out. And we should probably also talk about the holidays and geek picks for the for Christmas. Oh, we, yes. Uh, we're going to do a geek pick for Christmas episode. We haven't finalized the, f- the full format, but it'll be similar to the, ho- the Halloween episode, I think. Christmas stories from the past. Toys well, that'll that be later. Like. That'll be much later in December. Yeah, well, we like, I don't do think we get holiday. another episode in December, do we? We have to do the gift guide before Christmas. Otherwise, yeah. how are people going to know what to buy? Uh, we're going to sort it out. Oh, we're oh. only in November right now. Do you now. guys have your bad movies? I you, do. Did, did you have a bad movie picked yet? I don't know. I, I never looked up what it was Ryan, called. Ryan, Ryan. That was your only ahead. homework. Uh, I have a job. I work today. Oh, so did I. And then my dad had surgery, so I was a little oh, preoccupied. Right. It was minor surgery. Okay, He's so okay. It was gonna, surgery. we're going to announce this now, but we will put up the movie picks. I, I might do a little mini episode with everybody later just to, to put it up. Uh, we have decided for our one year anniversary, we are going to do. We are going to record a audio commentary track to a terrible movie. Um, it's a, uh, I have my terrible movie is already picked out. It is so do I. Yeah, uh, I am going with uh, Miami Connection, which Ooh. is um, think of Streets of Fire if it was made by somebody who couldn't make movies. Oh God, please don't make ninjas. me watch that again. I have chosen something that's not as bad as something else I could have chosen in the same franchise, but I think we should all watch the Opus Superman Three. Oh, Superman Three. So that gives you an idea of what. So I, see, I would with. sit through that. <laughs> I actually own that movie, so I would watch that. See, my pick is a movie that I turned off, so I don't want it to get picked because it's such a horrible movie. Uh, oh, which is one of Adam Sandler's straight to Netflix, The Ridiculous Six. Oh, you asshole! <laughs> no, no, no! I've got the worst one for you. Oh God, what do you have? <laughs> Battlefield Earth. Well, that's too long. Oh, that no, one no, 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 no. I've, I've already sat through that once or twice. I once. 
I got 12 minutes into it. Oh, see, I, watched, I watched the whole thing. I, I took it back to Blockbuster. I, I took the VHS theaters. out and put the other VHS in to keep watching it. No, I took, I took it back to Blockbuster after 12 minutes. And they said, you only rented this 15 minutes ago. And I said, I know. It's that bad. <laughs> they said, would you like something else? I said, no, I really want Travolta to fuck me over and steal my money. I'm good. Okay, so, so we So do have, I get to do my pick? Do you have yeah, a pick, so Jen? What's your pick, Jen? So my pick isn't so... Well, it's, it's a terrible movie, but it's it's not terrible ha-ha so much as terrible infuriating. And that would be Troy with Brad Pitt. Oh, I hate that movie so much! Oh, my God, See, me I watch too. It. I've, I've sat through that. <laughs> if you want to hear me go on a really long, angry rant about Greek mythology and how that movie is just takes it up the ass... I was, forces it up the ass. I saw that movie at a, at a drive-in with a bunch of friends, and I sat in the back seat, and I can distinctly remember saying to my friends in the front seat, I hate this movie. I went with the entire classics department. We were so excited that they did a movie of the Iliad, because the Iliad doesn't usually get as much love as the Odyssey. We were like, yeah, it's Troy. It'll be awesome. And coming out, we were all, it was all like we had just been like in a war. We were shell shocked. We were like, what the fuck did we yeah, but, just But watch? that movie doesn't have two jokes about a donkey projectile shitting on people within the first 15 to 20 minutes of it. Ryan, I'm never going have... to talk to you again if no. you make me watch the Adam Sandler I don't want to watch it. That's what I'm saying. Pick a different off it also, It doesn't have synthetic kryptonite where one element is replaced by tar. <laughs> okay, so I don't want to watch any of these movies. Your choices are uh, my movie, which features ninjas fighting a a rock ba- synth band from the eighties. Oh. My movie, which features Superman fighting I, Richard uh, Pryor. I, I, yeah, I will I mean, also point movie, out it's a Richard Pryor movie featuring Superman. <laughs> uh, I will also point out my movie does not star any professional actors. <laughs> They're all people from the Grandmaster YK Kim's Taekwondo uh, school. Oh, and there's also songs about Taekwondo. <laughs> he bought the soundtrack. I could have made this worse and chosen Superman for the Quest for Peace. Oh. Uh, but I, I'm being kind here. So we have um, Miami Connection, Superman 3, yes? Superman 3. The Ridiculous 8? 6. 6? <laughs> oh. And Troy. So what you, dear yeah, listeners, are we're ignoring Ed's pick because to... none of us want to sit through that four-hour disaster. Yeah. So I win. <laughs> no, it, dear God, we're not watching a four-hour movie. Yeah. <laughs> so what See, I win. What we are going we'll to do play the game. is those four choices are going to be listed up on uh, the Facebook page as a poll shortly after this episode goes up, probably a day or two afterwards. Once you figure out how to make a poll. Uh, oh, that part's easy. Uh, so make a picture and what we want you listeners to do is we want you to vote on the poll of which movie you want to brutalize us with. And please tell us why. Why do you want to torture us with the film that you've chosen? Send us a uh, comment on the poll or, or send yeah. us tweets and or the, email. And the winning poll, hopefully we get a, a, a fair amount of people actually voting on it. The winning movie is the one that we are going to do uh, this year. Uh, if we get bored, we might end up doing all four at some no, point. No, no, we are not. Well, it's not fair. That wasn't part of the deal. <laughs> um, I'll I watch like your ninja movie with you, Brent. Yeah, the idea, the other idea with it is, is we'll. Um, I think we'll open the house up a little bit, so we might have some other people drop by while we're doing the commentary. 
and just have a little bit more of a fun party atmosphere where we can get through this movie and make fun of it with alcohol. So cleaning uh, the house, Brent is. (laughs) Um, Anyways, so um, yeah, so that's that's the deal. Uh, Join us for another episode in two weeks where it will be the Christmas gift giving guide. And then we'll probably do another episode around Christmas memories and stuff. And uh, that might be, uh, I imagine we're going to do a Star Wars special at some point. When's the torture? Is that not till January? That's in the new year. Oh, boy. Yeah. So we're going to be probably recording it shortly after January. We'll have one more recording in November and one, maybe two in December, December. depending on... Well, it depends on schedules because yeah, and uh, holidays. And yeah, things. I've I've got a couple extra things that I can throw up uh, instead of a regu- regular episode because uh, we all want to enjoy the holidays a little bit before we ruin it with a very terrible movie. Anyways, that's it for Ryan, Kevin, Jen, and Snowhawk Cosplay. Where you can find him at on Twitter and Facebook under Snowhawk Cosplay. This is Brent saying, join us for our next episode in two weeks. Bye-bye. See ya. Set your phasers to sexy. You've been listening to the True North Nerds, recorded at the Utility Cupcake Research Kitchen. Reach the nerds on Twitter at True North Nerds, on Facebook under, surprise, True North Nerds, and you can reach them by email at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. If you like the opening theme song, it's called Set Your Phasers to Sexy by Kirby Crackle from the album Sounds Like You. Please go to kirbycracklemusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it. So set your phasers to sexy. It's the way